I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Listen up, everybody. The bottom line. I'm a black intellect, but unrefined with precision like a bullet. Target bound, just living like a hooker, the holler sounds. Now, when I say the holler, you know I mean the hot. V of the, the Vader, the pullers in the spot. Jalik, Jalik, you wind up your hip. Captain of the poets, I'm the number seven pick. Lick, 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 boy, on your backside. Lick, 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 boy, on your backside. Listen to the fader shy. He let it glide. Tip the earthly body. Heaven's on my side. Hey, welcome to the Black Outers Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. We're in the house on a Monday. Mm-hmm. Monday, Monday. Early on a Monday for us. Yes. Uh, but I think uh, everybody's going to dig this. I like being early. Uh, better than being late. You know what I'm saying, dog? Yes, it is. Uh, and of course, you can find this show, The Black Guy Who Tips, on iTunes and Stitcher. Leave us five star reviews. We would love to know what you think about the show, especially if it's positive, and we'll read it on the air on Saturday. And if it's not, we won't. It's that easy. Uh, but yeah, leave us a five star review on iTunes and Stitcher. We promise to check it out. Um, you can also do stuff like go to theblackguytips.com. Become a premium listener uh, for all the premium people. The RSS password, the RSS feed password did change today. So make sure that's updated. Mm-hmm. You just go to theblackouttest.com slash premium. Scroll to the bottom. Make sure you're logged in. And it's right there in blue, guys, at the bottom. Only you special people can see it. And you can go, uh, oh, this is the new password. Um, so, yeah, make sure you guys do all that stuff so you get the newest episodes of uh, all the premium shows. The official weapon of the show is a taser. An unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme. And today's podcast is brought to you by tweaked audio. Go to tweakedaudio.com and put code TBGWTN and you'll get 33% off of some headphones. Mm-hmm. You also get free shipping and a lifetime guarantee. Make sure you look around, shop for something nice that you like. Okay. It's, it's time to, to, to really just, you know, go all out for yourself. All right, it's Women's History Month. Show the women in your life you appreciate them. Buy them some headphones, then they don't have to listen to you talk all day. <laughs> right. That's the best way to show them, you know. So, yeah, get some headphones. Lifetime guarantee, 33% off, free shipping, tweakedaudio.com. All right, you ready to get started? Yes. I guess first things first, uh, how was your first day at work with your hair? Were everybody getting on your nerves or was everybody cool? How was, how'd it nah, go? It, it was pretty, it was pretty cool. I think for, uh, a lot of people, um, it was like a double take. Cause you know, you just walk around, they know it's you and they just, you know, don't pay attention to somebody. Like, oh, okay. You cut your hair. I like your haircut. And then some people, you know, because my hair is gone, I'm just walking around. They don't even recognize that it's me, you know, cause you know how you used to looking at people and they are in certain, I guess, shadows you know mm-hmm. you go okay that's so and so that's such 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 and so uh we was talking and i was telling people about layla and things like that and, and it was a very enjoyable day did anybody think you had cancer no i thought somebody asked me that too but no yeah. nobody asked me that okay um because a lot of people <clears throat> that have cancer especially they chop all their hair off but right. but um i guess because i hadn't been out or missed any days or sick or anything like that people just made the assumption that i just chopped it off Okay. But, uh, you know, I'm so private that if I did have cancer, I would keep going to work like, you know, if, if, mm-hmm. if I could, like nothing happened and just chop my hair off. That's just me. Um, and I think one of my coworkers was hilarious. She, me and her was talking. I put it on Facebook and Twitter. We were talking and she was like, um, um, your husband didn't have a problem. I said, no. 
I said my husband don't have problems. I said, cause I, I told the truth. I said, cause he really doesn't care. I said, cause he's not the one that had to wham. She was like, where they make them like that? <laughs> where they make what like that? Hair? You. Me? Oh, where they make men that don't yeah. care? Yeah, she was like, where they make them like that? And I just started laughing. You know, she was like, where you find him at? <laughs> you well, know? I don't know, man. I don't think it's that weird. I, but I guess some of the comments I'm getting from people, apparently it is a little unexpected. I guess some dudes are just very, um, I don't know. I guess some dudes really just feel like they kind of own their wives. Like they still kind of right. believe in the property of it. And, you know, those gender roles that we grow up with that's been passed down to society so much that women are kind of property and your, your wife owes it to you to look a certain way, to act a certain way, to do certain actions every day. And that's what she brings to the marriage. I just never looked at it that way. That and, um, we was talking in the car earlier. I think a lot of, uh, dudes get into, uh, not all dudes, but a lot of dudes get into how does my wife or my girlfriend or my significant other looks to other people. Not really what they desire out of a mate, but how when I go out with her, is she going to make the other dudes desire her directly or indirectly? You mm-hmm. know, not is she desirable to me, you know, because I've heard you talk about dudes who have relationships with women they 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 have sex with these women they love everything about this this woman but she might be overweight they love everything about this woman but her hair might not be right just just she fits these outside of what's considered standard beauty yeah it just seems weird because it should only really matter to you you know i know a lot of dudes don't ascribe to that but it just is you know that's always been a disconnect with me i've never really gotten into the oh well my opinion is not valid on who i find attractive because so-and-so didn't co-sign what i said about this person like to me that doesn't indicate any level of strength it just kind of is like some beta male like being part of the herd type shit like i have to describe to what you guys do you know trying to you know trying to like fall in line but it's like if that's really you if that's what you believe why should you be ashamed of it you know it's like you know not to mention i mean all the shit that people say about love i mean those are the things that people promise each other right you know i'm gonna love you to the day we die but don't put on 10 pounds because bitch i will beat you down like it's like it's such a ridiculous idea and i think a lot like and honestly my personal belief is that i'm in i believe i'm in the majority i think a lot of dudes secretly agree with my point of view they just don't there's no pat on the there's no there's no like high five for saying it from other dudes like right there's no high five for being like yeah my my wife cut her hair off i don't give a fuck like you know that i didn't marry her hair you know what i mean right. if, if i um you know if my wife put on a couple pounds i'm not gonna be walking around like what the fuck man this ain't you need to look like this wedding picture for the rest of your life like it just never you know and i think from dudes actions it would seem a lot more dudes kind of talk a good game but then they have the same actions as me i'm just not trying to be macho about it i guess i'm not in denial about it like you know most dudes wives are going to put on some weight especially after kids and being married for years and all this stuff and they stick around but yet if you talk to them they talk like you know like like a com like a comedian doing a comedy routine you know yeah, and also I, I think for uh, a lot of people, they're not men and women, but particularly men. Some talk about them. A lot of them aren't really truthful with themselves, 
And it's funny how, you know, dudes be like, this gay, that gay, such, such a gay. But you always concerned about what another man thinks about your woman. Yeah, about your sexual preferences. Right. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, if you're, quote, unquote, a man, who gives a fuck about what you desire as a male? Because you're fucking that pussy. Not them. You're having sex with her. This is what makes you happy. You know, you like the way she sucks your dick. You like the way she licks your balls. She's doing this for you, nigga. You. And you're concerned about these other people who aren't being intimate with her, don't care anything about her a lot of the times. Or a lot of times they tell you this shit because they desire her. Like, they'll get you off of her because they know that that's something that they desire. And just like women play that role, men play them roles too against other dudes. Especially if he can see that you're not um strong enough to be like, nigga, fuck you. You know, right. but it's just one of these things where, you know, dudes try to reflect it on women. Like, women fall under peer pressure. Women get in groups. Women, dudes do the same exact thing. It's just maybe presented in a completely different manner. But it's the same. You care about what dudes say about your girl. You care about what dudes say about you. You care about what dudes say about your money and your lifestyle and how you live your life every day. Because if you really didn't. It wouldn't matter to you, and you could take the jokes. I like, think like a lot of dudes can't take them jokes because it's gonna come jokes with, "Hey, dude, you don't follow me." You be like, "Okay, fuck you, nigga." You know, we either gonna be cool or we not. But dudes crumble and fall underneath that pressure. People do in general, but since we talking about dudes, right. you know, and it's just one of those things. To me, it really shouldn't matter. And a lot of times, uh, women and men have egos, but men egos are very, very fragile when it comes to those things. When it comes to women, like a lot of dudes really well, do think, see women as property. Well, I think there's like a status symbol to your woman. Cause like I said, it's, um, a certain level of possessiveness that is handed down specifically to men. Like now women have it too. Obviously. I mean, we've all been on Twitter when someone brings up cooking for your man or bringing him a plate and then everybody goes fucking insane. Right. So there's obviously, you know, there, I'm sure there's other, there's elements of that in other areas, but when it comes to just like their appearance and like having co-ownership of your woman's appearance, I do find that that to be like something I just never really subscribe to, man. And like, you know, if I really felt uncomfortable, you know, I'm not, it's not beyond me to have a conversation about if it was something that really was like, like, if you just said, I'm walking out the house in thongs today, let's go to the mall. <laughs> there might be a problem. Yeah, like, obviously, I, I you know, I'm, I'm not, you know, I have my lines and limits, too, but, right. you know, um, I just think that a lot of it stems from people being like, you know, I own my wife's appearance, so she can't do changes to her body without consulting me first, almost like a child, you know? Right. But um, I, what I'm saying is I find it interesting that, um, even women were asking like, well, what does he think? What is What is he going to do? Like, right. What are you, they, you supposed to just come home with your haircut and also just start beating you like Ray Rice or something like, I don't know. I, you know, it's, it's just, it's just hair guys. But, and also I think that for a lot of women, they've dated and dealt with a lot of men who are like that, who are like, you better not cut your hair or mm. if you do, it better be so short or, you know, uh, very controlling or like you said, over them and their image and their appearance. Uh, and I think, uh, I've never really had to deal with that. So I get a freedom in that sense where I'm looking at them like something's, no, I begin to question them. Like they're questioning me. I'm questioning them. Mm -hmm. You know, like they're questioning me. Like what the, almost like what the fuck he allowed you to go crazy. 
Be right. like, um, I'm not going crazy. I'm just doing what I desire to do because I am an individual person and he does not own me. I'm not his goddamn slave. Yeah, I remember people were surprised that I stayed overnight in the hospital with you when you had inpatient surgery. Like, who the fuck wouldn't do that? You know what I mean? Like, to me, it just never crossed my mind. So I, I feel like a lot of that stuff is kind of like, I can't believe it's not crossing people's, like, I don't know. It's weird that it would cross somebody's mind like that. You know, and and I guess because we're conditioned like we are, I don't know if we take for granted. It's not trying to be funny. Other people are just that fucked up that they like, honestly, I wouldn't do that. You know, and we're like, well, this is normal. This is what love is. And they're like, no, you know, like, I I I mean, because it's not like you told me you were doing it. But at the same time. You know, we had had a conversation where I just unsolicited kind of let you know that I didn't have any problem with it, you know. Um, so maybe that's a thing where people feel like that conversation is the same as asking permission, maybe. But I don't really think it's about permission. I just think it's no. about communication because, like, you know, you do care. Maybe people feel like their opinion doesn't matter if you do something that they don't want you to do, I guess, maybe. But even if I would have been like, I don't want you to do this, I still would have felt like it's your decision. You know what I mean? Like, it, it shouldn't matter. It's, you know, like, oh, so now I don't love you. You cut your hair off. Like, even if even if it, I was against it, which I'm not, but I really don't see why it would matter. Like, honestly, because it's, 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 it's something so trivial. Right. And I think, a lot, and I think, honestly, a lot of times people um, treat marriage almost like a war, you know, almost like a battle. You know, like we constantly have to, you know, be at odds or or yeah. be at disagreements or, you know, and and I think a lot of my personal opinion, a lot of people make, make big shit out of small shit. It's shit that can be squashed, but because they're petty and immature and hang grown and and don't communicate and don't talk with each other, just the most minute thing turns into a big goddamn fucking argument when we look at each other like, nigga, it ain't that important. OK. And everybody right. going with their lives. All right. So, um. What, what like uh did uh the, was there a difference between like the white people and the black people's response to it? Somewhat, I think for a lot of the white people. Uh, now this one older lady, she 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 cut her hair really really though. She's kept her hair cut. She looked short for years, mm-hmm. and she looked. She was like, I love it. She's an older lady. Me and her talked for a while. She was like, I love it. She was like, uh, I'm you know. She was talking about getting older and how your hair thins and you know how you know when your hair is longer how it just makes you age and look old. Mm-hmm. And she was like, um, you know, you go you know when you your body go through these changes, you hot flashing and shit like that. So she was like i love it and you know there's a lot of people was telling me that uh i should just keep it like this they was love people some people like don't even let it grow out because i like you said because of the shape of my head this this style actually fits my head perfectly mm-hmm. and i honestly i really think it brings out my facial features you know not that mm-hmm. they wouldn't bought out before but it actually brings them out even more mm-hmm. and i think that uh for a lot of people they just really was just shocked and surprised but a lot but a lot of people's like i like it i, I enjoy think it. people like change too yeah. like you know they like to see and I, like i said it's something magnetic about somebody embracing more of themselves it's, it's not a you know, i think people like to see that so i you know 
but uh i was just interested because i know you have some ignorant co-workers and stuff sometimes yes yes i do it and what was so funny about some of my white co-workers they didn't say anything to me but it was just like i know eventually they probably will but it's just one of those things where they looked from afar off like they might have been walking i might have been doing something else i seen them like stop and freeze almost like what's what's going on here and kept it going <laughs> you know like yeah. they didn't know how to respond you know because for some people they don't know how to respond or what to say or they don't want to sound ignorant you know because you know for a lot of white people they're like oh you cut your hair but most black people's like oh you're going natural like like for them that a lot of them already right. kind of understood you know and one of my uh white co-workers it was funny she said is this a new thing she, she said i really do like it it looks good on you i was like thank you you know yeah. so it was just just that experience of people just interacting with you and um, and a lot of our culture puts a lot of emphasis on hair and its length anyway. You right. know, when we look at the people that we define as like the most beautiful singers and actresses and whatnot, how many of them have to put on wigs and hair pieces and weaves and shit like that in order to do what they do? You know, um, as much as we, you know, love, love some Beyonce, it's like she got to go out there, throw on the, Throw on the blonde wig or else it's going to be, you know, all hell to break loose. Every time she's changed her hairstyle or even put on a different type of wig, people have lost their shit. Like, I remember when she had that short, um, blonde looking Caesar thing. Like, people lost their fucking mind. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Girl, you better grow your hair. I know you didn't cut your hair. It's like... And we probably have never seen Beyonce's real hair. Yeah, nobody probably even, <laughs> only Jay-Z and Blue know what that shit look like. Right. And that's about it. And maybe a bodyguard, you know, right. and that's it. Uh, like, uh, Shalange's hair is natural and I mm-hmm. love her fro. Like, when she blown up how she had it for the wedding and things like that, like, like that is beautiful. And I've realized, and I've, um, just been looking at different things and I've realized that, uh, and I've had actually complete strangers, like, going up and down the elevator and stuff like that, like complete strangers would say, hey, I've been natural, you know, for years, you know. I used to have my hair cut like that. And I found out some of my coworkers uh, are natural that I didn't even know were natural because they just take care, take such good care of their hair that now, you know, years ago you used to could tell the difference between when people relaxed their hair and they didn't. But now you almost can't, well, basically you can't tell the difference because, the same thing that a relaxed hair can do your natural hair literally can do the same thing like it's yeah. sure it can do the same thing um it's just one uses chemicals and one doesn't um and it was just cool just talking to you know some of my older black co-workers who were going through the process and you know i've been doing it for two years now three years now you know just coming out and a lot of them yeah you know, i'm surprised how many people you know when you look around because i never really think about that stuff but how many people you see that, you know, are going natural or being natural for years and all that stuff. Like, I just never really care much about anybody's hair one way or the other. So it's just kind of like, oh, yeah, I guess I didn't notice that. You know, like right. a lot of people are doing this now. And- right. And it's something tr- truly that I never really like. I always looked and glanced, but because I've never really been a. I guess a googly eyed person about hair and about fashion and about keeping up with the trends and things like that. Like for a very, very long time, uh, I, I probably just recently started wearing lip gloss, you know, because for me, I'm like, fuck that. That's that to me in my mind. That's working. I think for me, um, I remember yesterday you was talking about how, um, 
I never really like go out and just dress up. I mean, I can if I choose to. Yeah. But well, I don't. Well, no, you dress up, but not in that way. Not in the, like, let me put on some stockings and some heels and go out and, you know, put on a black mini dress. Like, it's not the traditional way that, uh, it, it's portrayed in like movies and TV and in especially predominantly white culture you know like you'll put on a sundress and Mm -hmm. sandals and stuff like that that's you know but i think that's kind of different than uh what most people traditionally see is like conforming to the standards of dressing up for you know especially in white culture yeah true and i and i honestly i think for me a lot of that stems back from my uh childhood and dealing with uh guess boys at that age and being hurt and heartbroken and not really knowing how to deal with certain things and you know it's very important for parents male and female parents to uh mothers and fathers to talk to their children particularly their female children about uh relationships and how to deal with them and you know a lot of times dudes don't realize how important it is for them to step in when a little girl has her heart broken for the first time and explain to her you know what it won't always be like this or sit down and tell her the tricks of the trade and you know point little things out to her that she obviously just don't know and educate her and i didn't have that because i didn't because my father wasn't there and so for me once i got to a certain age I was like, you know what? Fuck it. If you are going to be interested in me, you're going to have to find me like that. Like my, that's how my mom was. My mom was like, because I used to do things for attention uh, because I was like, this is what everybody else was doing. You know, like any other teenage girl, this is what everybody else was doing. This is, you know, this is what quote unquote get the boys and all that stuff. But once I, you know, got older and realized that this was a bunch of bullshit and it just was not worth the hassle and the trouble and the heartaches and the pain. I was like, hey, if you want to get to know me, you're going to have to get to know me. And this is a lot of this is where me and my mother uh, I was talking about yesterday where we went um with Fallout because. I, you know, really didn't wear tight clothes, wore a lot of tennis shoes, wore a lot of hats in high school. You know, I dressed down a lot, uh, quote unquote, what people consider dressing down. And my mama, she's complete opposite. She's very prissy. She's like, get my hair done every week, you know, dress up all the time. You know, fly this, fly that. And so me and her used to go toe to toe because she used to joke me. to me like, I can't tell them between you and Roger. And I was like, I don't care, you know, because I was like, look, he found me. Just like I am. So this is somebody that really loves me because I didn't put myself out there. So if he didn't, if he put like this, if you weren't looking for me, you probably gloss right over me. Mm-hmm. You know, in my opinion. Well, I, I don't know. I think um, it's just, it's whatever you're into or whatnot. So I don't know. I feel like it suits you. And then also um, I wanted to mention, I read this article today by Pia Glenn, friend of the show. I've interviewed her on media, medium talk. Uh, she was great. Um, also, you know, follow her on Twitter. Um, and, uh, you know, she used to do Black Weekend Update, which was like amazing. And she was doing all that shit. I wish she would bring that back. I know that was a lot of work. I'm not even going to say that because she did so much work. Yes, she did. She did. I understand why you can't keep that up. That's way too much fucking shit for one person. And, you know, she's so talented and whatnot. So, you know, who knows what other opportunities she's working on, where she's cool. putting her energy and whatnot. Right. Plus, she's a great writer. Well, I just like, miss it. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I miss it as well. But um, 
so she's doing uh she writes for xo jane sometimes and she wrote this piece today called i'm tired of white stylists on tv sets who can't do black hair and uh it was a really it's you know a little lengthy but in a good way uh it was this piece basically about how black women in hollywood and tv and whatnot show up and the stylist basically look at them like i hope your hair is already done right because we can't do anything with it right because they're not trained yeah or we don't know you- how to do it at all we haven't even thought about it and it's funny because people will go on twitter and they'll rant about look at so-and-so's edges what about this wig and a lot of times they don't recognize that that is a failing from the top down it's not mm-hmm. a black woman ain't got her shit together mm-hmm. it's hollywood doesn't have their shit together to uh to help these women uh by having you know a stylist that has an expertise in that field correct or either a lot of the very very famous ones just bring their own crew because it's like fuck it i don't have time i'm a i got to bring my own hairstylist everywhere i go because y'all fuckers don't know how to do my hair yeah i mean but even that's in a you know if you think about it that's pretty much a luxury that can only be afforded to a very very few people like correct how many actresses are just you know playing a a bit part on CSI or some shit. Now yeah. I gotta bring my own stylist with me. Now like, that's so unfair. And then correct, you know, what? I'm a makeup artist too. Mm-hmm. Cause a lot of them don't know how to do makeup, and you be looking like, oh, yo, oh, you, you, you jump three shades. Yeah, up she, or down. <laughs> right, and then you have reshoots. Sometimes it can happen weeks later. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so you, you know, you can basically like need to go. Um, go home and they come back and now the hair has to be the same and the stylist doesn't remember how they got it that way the first time mm-hmm. and you know uh she relayed several like anecdotal stories of people that there was one girl that was a model she showed she was a black model she would show up take her hair out of a hat basically like just take her hat off and hadn't shampooed for a couple of days and the person would be like oh your hair is perfect just leave it like that because they were nervous to touch her hair because they were like what if i fuck it up Oh, I don't know how to do it. You know, I didn't learn how to do it. I didn't even try how to and, do it. And and they, it's sad, but you know, if they really want diversity, they would ask at least or require one or two of them. Hey, y'all need to go find out what to do with natural black hair or relaxed black hair, just black hair. Period. Like mm-hmm. y'all need to learn how to cornrow, how to braid, like how to do just you know these other uh, techniques. You know, you ain't got to be a full fledged beautician. But, you know, you need to at least know how to make the hair presentable for the camera. Yeah, because people, you know, I remember when uh, How to Get Away with Murder first started, people being like, look at her hair, look at her hair. Now, it came into play later why her she was wearing wigs a certain way and all this stuff. But there was always this, like, you know, like, we go in on hair, on black women. Like, it's, you know, and it's kind of weird because it's not really their fault, you know. Mm-hmm. Um Basically, you need to show up with your own stylist and makeup and hair person or do it yourself in most cases. You know, um, you know, how many times have people gone in on Pam Oliver? It's become a meme even. Mm-hmm. Um, but is that really her fault? Why hasn't Fox gotten their shit together? None of the other women show up looking like that. They sure don't. Because they're white. <laughs> you know what I mean? They sure don't. Even if it is wigs. Fuck, fuck somebody. I mean, because if you can do hair, you could normally, normally, especially if the hair is a hu- the wig is human hair, you could do that wig too. Yeah, I talked to uh, Jamel Hill, and uh, one of the questions I asked her in Medium Talk, 
hey where does all the black people in bristol get y'all's hair done right you know and she you know she's like hey this is one of the reasons i braid it up because braids don't need to be done every day you know right um it, it, she would fly all the way back home sometimes go back to, i think florida or something mm-hmm. like there's a you know there's a, a huge oversight in that uh industry when it comes to black people's hair so uh anyway it's on xo jane if you search pia glenn uh hair xo jane it'll come up it came up for me on uh google and i put a link to it in the chat so you guys can and, see it yourselves and yeah that makes sense and and uh Something else, and not to get off topic, but something else um, I want to talk about, too, is talking about makeup and all that stuff. Something else is that uh, even when uh, people have, like, traditional um, funerals, like your grandmother, she looked like she was sleeping. She looked flawless. Do you know how many funerals I looked to? looked like a ghost was in there. I was like, ooh, what happened? Ooh, something something don't look right because people don't know how to put on makeup. People don't know how to how to match skin tones. You know, I'm I'm just amazed at this. And, like, your job is to make somebody look presentable. Mm-hmm. Like, if this is your job, look like you would know how to do across board and across culture. But because... Hollywood is predominantly white and they don't force you to learn how to do it or unless you just happen to have the one black person in there and honestly they probably not going to be the head person you yeah. know they're probably going to be like an assistant or some shit like that and you know even if they was like hey dog I don't know how to do this they probably wouldn't even let them be bothered with it because you know nobody really cares that's sad but true yeah um so also we got just regular random news going around um I thought this was just funny to me. Uh, I had not heard this um, from anybody, but apparently there was a Spanish actress who photoshopped herself at the Oscars. How she photoshopped? What I don't understand. So she wasn't invited to the Oscars. Okay. But she took a picture of herself from somewhere else on another red carpet. Ah! And photoshopped herself into the Oscars. I went, y'all. Like, that is amazing to even think of that. You know, like, one, to think of it is amazing. Two, to have the balls to just be like, I'm doing it. Like, and I went. Yeah, like, I'm about to, I'm about to photoshop this shit and put it on. I'm gonna put the picture in. Um, the, oh, so the she track. did it, like, put it up and made it public? No, no. She put the picture, the one on the right, that picture is the one she put up. But then someone went and found the old picture and was like, uh-uh, I remember this. This is a dress from this other thing you did. And then uh she got caught. <laughs> so, of course, people started making... have investigators. Yeah, people started making jokes and, like, photoshopping her and a bunch of different shit, too. <sighs> You know they had a good time with that. Yeah, Web of Lies spun by a Spanish actress uh, has been revealed after photographs suddenly showing her on the Oscars red carpet was exposed as fake, reportedly photoshopped by the actress herself. Anna Allen, who appears in, who appeared in Spanish television series Cientame Como Paso. I hope that's right. Cientame Como Paso. Oh. Which is Tell Me How It Happened published the photograph uh, across social media with the caption, happy to be at the 86th Oscars. But Spanish newspaper El Mundo, uh, who uh, spoke to the actress after the Oscar ceremony, or so they thought, 
was the first to break the news that she was had not in fact been at the academy awards oh, el mundo was like no bitch you you was not there yep i'm surprised how many people work on the oscars she said adding that she has spoken to the oscars post uh host neil patrick harris for a good while reports oh she's like the reporters you you can't you you gotta tell the small lie you can't tell the big lie that somebody can actually go and verify mm-hmm. uh let's say um uh, uh reports in spanish media say the actress representatives were keen for the media to interview her at her oscars appearance as she was the only one of two spanish actors who attended the ceremony according to spanish journal journalist alex panacho the actress also uploaded a photograph of her Oscars invitation to Instagram, which, oh. which bared an uncanny resemblance to the photo actress Lupita, Lupita Nuango had uploaded barely a week before. <laughs> In fact, it was Lupita's photograph. Alan took part in a photo spread for Ola magazine in which she talked about attending the Oscars, unveiling that the designer of her Oscars dress would be Vicky Martin Barrow a renowned flamenco, flamenco designer who even published the news on her own social media account. Uh, but the Oscars live was just the tip of the iceberg. Oh, once savvy social media users started digging, they saw that Alan had previously published a picture of herself with the cast of the U.S. sitcom the Big Bang Theory, where well, she had photoshopped her head onto the body of American actress Summer Glau. Ha! <laughs> you think nobody's gonna catch that? She's basically oh. an actress. She's basically an actress catfish. <laughs> right. She was like, I'm, I'm gonna be everywhere. Yeah, as you guys can see in the, um, in the chat, man, like, like the picture above is her Instagram. And she really did photoshop her, herself in there, man that that's crazy she's really good at photoshop by the way because i i believe it the way she cropped everything it made me feel like oh she, okay. she took her time with that shit yeah how'd she get her hair out of there alan even spoke to spanish radio network karina Sir about her upcoming role when asked in which episode she would be appearing she laughs and said she can't say yet but very soon you'll see me <laughs> yeah on instagram <laughs> What's she gonna take the YouTube video and put her head in there too? Like, apparently so. <laughs> looking like South Park. It's an absolute pleasure to be in the Big Bang Theory, she adds. She told Spanish Esquire magazine that she had worked on the, on the U.S. series White Collar with actor Matt Bom- Bomber, oh. even chatted about why he turned down the lead road in Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh. Uh, the photo she published of Bomber and her was again fake. She had superimposed oh. a photograph of her face on the body of actress Melissa George. Wow. <laughs> I want to see her IMD face. I was in uh, Titanic with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. I was his love interest. Photoshopped my, her head on the top of a young woman and an old woman. Uh, <laughs> uh, married to Brad Pitt. Uh, <laughs> right? The uh, it said the story has gone viral on Spanish social media with the hashtag Anna Allen trending on Twitter. People have likened the actress to notorious Spanish chancer uh, Little Nicholas, who famously conned his way into upper echelons of Spanish society, attending the coronation, uh, coronation of King Felipe. The actress even has the dubious honor of having her own parody Twitter page, describing her latest film projects and all the famous people she's been hanging out with. Since the story broke, Alan has made all her social media accounts private 
and the representatives have refused to comment. I know they have. Yeah, that's not gonna fix anything. Nope. Like, how but, but she's like, if I keep quiet, this shit'll roll away. But as soon as you come out, everybody gonna assume that everything you do is fake moving forward. Yep. So they start memeing pictures of her and they got one with, <laughs> they photoshopped her to that Oscar selfie from last year where everybody took a selfie together. Oh yeah. Cause now you know. When the Photoshop folks get a hold, get a hold, and, uh, shit like this, they have a field day. Uh, remember when I told you she was in the Titanic? Uh huh. She was Leonardo DiCaprio in Titanic. There's a Photoshop of her right there. Oh, you serious? <laughs> she didn't even Photoshop herself as a woman. Yep. She made them <laughs> lesbians. Oh, uh, they, they did one for, uh, Woodstock. She was at Woodstock with Jimi Hendrix. Um, <laughs> We photoshopped her into that. Um, let me put that in the chat for everybody. By the way, you, you went out for a second or something. Uh, she is in the background playing guitar for, for, uh, Jimi Hendrix. Uh, what was this one? Um, I guess this is Jessica Jones and they, they took Jessica Jones and, and Woodstock. I mean, they put, uh, her face over Jessica Jones. <laughs> so petty, man. Uh, was like, who knew Spanish Twitter? Was as mean with the Photoshop as Black Twitter. I didn't know yeah. that. They need to have they like must a, got the same teachers. They need to have a contest now. I want to see that? But uh, yeah, man, Anna Allen. Just like I'm sure her parents are really proud of her career because I mean she was in everything. Yeah, her film editing is better than some of the real editing. Like, how do you say all that and then ask your mom for like twenty dollars? You know, you better not. I was just in. Uh, yeah, I was just in another hit, Mom. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I know, right? This year's biggest hit as well. Yeah, I was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I played I played the Space Alien. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, Lord. Yep. Um, anyway, I'm going to need, uh, can you send me $100? I just need some money for the rent. Oh, no, they're going to send me the money from Marvel. It's just it's taking a while. You know, they got to clear some paperwork things, some checks and stuff. Uh, but if you could just send me that money. Um Kanye West gave one of his famous long speeches at Oxford University. And uh Hollywood Reporter got the top 10 quotes. Oh, shit. Well, I don't know. Their top 10 quotes and my top 10 quotes are going to be completely different. So we're going to see about this. Number 10. You know Chris Rock called my album My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Well, Chris Rock and everyone else at every single media publication called My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy the best album of the last 25 years. Number nine, my goal, if I was going to do art, fine art, would have to be to become Picasso or greater. Number eight, clothing should be like food. There should never be a $5,000 sweater. You know what should cost $5,000? A car should be $5,000. And you know who should work on the car? People that work on $500,000 cars. All the best talent in the world needs to work for the people. And I'm so fucking serious about this concept. And I will stand in front of anyone and fight for it because I was 14 in middle class. I know what it felt like not to get what I have. Hmm. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, number seven. I love Steve Jobs. He's my favorite person. But there's one thing that disappoints me. When Steve passed, he didn't give the ideas up. That's kind of selfish. You know, that, that Elon's like, yeah. Take these ideas. It's talking about Elon Musk. Maybe there there are companies outside of Apple that could work on them and push humanity forward. Maybe the stockbrokers won't like that. The stockholders wouldn't like that idea. But ideas are free, and you can't be selfish with them. 
number six yeah yeah because he did like like steve jobs actually laid out some shit that they actually going forward it's like some ideas he had from years ago that they're actually you know pushing out now that he planned for the future uh and the thing is like apple is his company like apple was his life like that's kind of almost counterproductive to the quote-unquote american way and i don't see you getting away all your brilliant ideas number six there's a bible saying no weapon formed against me shall prosper recently i've been doing interviews and i've had to go back to this verse because i don't think there's a living celebrity with more weapons formed against them but i also don't think there's one more prosperous so what weapons have prospered the smoke and the mirrors of other opinions <laughs> number five i was joking with the interviewer earlier today people talk about the number of viewers the brits get or the number of viewers the grammys get they need to do award shows for the nobel peace prize but i guess that doesn't sell as many mastercard commercials oh i mentioned a brand look disappointed i had to because he didn't want to mention uh mastercard mm-hmm. which is a brand oh i mentioned a brand look disappointed i have two things I was trying to get a flawless victory on my speech. No offense to MasterCard, but that was a big fucking logo in the middle. Number four, I understand that I'm a servant and with my voice, with my ability to build relationships with amazing people, speak to amazing people, call Elon Musk out of the blue or call Obama out of the blue. He calls the home phone, by the way. Ah! Oh, Lord. He calls the home phone, by the way. Uh, so it doesn't get taken out of context. This is number three. I'm going to use word, the word like. I'm not saying it is. I'm using it as comparison. So people that want to say Kanye West goes to Oxford and tells everyone blah, blah, blah. I'm not telling you this. I'm telling you what I told Steve McQueen in private. That's what I said was the Matrix is. What I said was the Matrix is like the Bible of the post-information age. Why do I say the Matrix is like the Bible? What is my definition of the Matrix? He never answered this. They said I believe that. I believe this. <laughs> Number two. Okay, everyone, please be quiet, completely quiet, because I can literally hear a whisper. I'll throw it, it'll throw off my stream of consciousness. And when I get my stream of consciousness going, that's when I get the best, illest quotes. Literally, a whisker, whisper can throw it off. Oh, Number one, we have the ability to approach our race like ants, or we have the ability to approach our race like crabs. So. I guarantee you, like some of it was funny, but I guarantee you, if somebody else would have caught that, they'd have came up with a whole different set of 10. Because I guarantee you, he probably said them hilarious shit that they glossed over. Yeah, they have a full transcript, which I'm not reading, but man. Yeah, that sounds about like Kanye, self-centered. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm not surprised or shocked. Yeah. I yeah, was. I'm self-centered too, and I, I got a fraction of the money he got. Yeah. A Seattle doctor was disciplined for sexting during surgery. What? Yep, sexting during surgery, Karen. A Seattle anesthesiologist suspension to practice was indefinitely continued for repeatedly sexting during surgeries and engaging in sexual activity at his workplace, among other activities. Nigga, you supposed to be performing open heart triple bypass surgery, you jacking off and sitting dick pics. What the fuck is wrong with you? Arthur K. Zilberstein's medical license was first suspended by the State Medical Commission June 5, 2014. Documents indicate a subsequent hearing reviewed the charges led to an indefinite suspension. 
who worked at Swedish Medical Center. The state says Silverstein exchanged sexually explicit texts with a patient during surgeries while he served as the responsible anesthesiologist. He also issued unauthorized prescriptions for medications and drugs outside his medical practice without proper associated treatment plan, diagnosis, or medical record keeping. He also had sex with the patient he sexted and prescribed her drugs outside the scope of his practice. The state says Zilberstein sexted during surgeries at least through the period of April to August oh. in 2013. Oh, he was getting on him. But he come in? Like that's, is that his thing? Was is, is that the thing that he was like, I got to do this. Just online, get off. I don't know. Like put you to sleep and then um, yeah, so you see his dick come out the last thing before you go to sleep. Right. Zip. You know, because I don't been under. You be like five foot. Is that a dick? Right. <sighs> No. <laughs> right. You, you can't even protest because you're going under. He exchanged the explicit messages during child deliveries. What? Labor epidurals and a pediatric procedure. <gasps> he also allowed the patient he sexted to visit the hospital call room to arrange sexual dalliances during the time he was documented as her treating physician. He prescribed her controlled substances on at least two occasions. Zilberstein also sent the same patient photos of his genitalia while serving on the on duty physician as the on duty physician at the hospital. Furthermore, he accessed the patient's medical records from another clinic that he was not authorized to see because they were unrelated to his practice. Reports say Zilberstein improperly issued prescriptions for various drugs, including oxycodone to eight patients, including the one with whom he had sexual relations. He let one patient determine his or her own dosage and frequency of the drug intake. Wow. Zilberstein is required to undergo a mental and behavioral evaluation and is fined $5,000. He made petition for reinstatement of his, mm-hmm. he made petition for reinstatement of his medical license after he completes the mandated evaluation and recommendations. He has practiced in Washington since 1995. Is this in the United States? Uh, yeah. Washington, uh, Seattle, Washington. Lose your job and never be able to practice again. Well, it said indefinite suspension, but five thousand dollar fine. I'm surprised he didn't go to jail. Right. Seems like some shit you should go to jail for. Right. You're supposed to be measuring and and making sure I don't die when you put me under. You fucking jerking off and sending sex pics and fucking people and prescribing medication. What's wrong with people? I'll tell you what's wrong with people: bringing babies to fashion shows, Karen. Mm. unless they're white babies because then apparently nobody, nobody. gives a oh, fuck they don't give two rats ass duty that's right dolce and Cavana uh had a fashion show for uh trying to highlight motherhood so a whole lot of women brought their little toddlers to go see uh to the fashion show to be in the fashion show even and uh didn't see one complaint on twitter not one no one emailed the show. No one had a problem with it. People were just carrying their babies around, and it was fine. And everybody was clapping for them. Nobody said now, all the people it's did. not appropriate for children to be there, even though it's designed for them. Yep. All the people did happen to be white. Here's here's a, here's one of a model and her baby walking down, down the street. That music clearly is too loud for a one-year-old. You can hear all the babies crying in the background. 
because one of y'all's, you know, are machines and they always cry all the time. Um, so yeah, it was, they just tapped model mamas, uh, and beautiful babies and toddlers to showcase their latest collection. While the Italian fashion house has a long history of celebrating family and honoring elders in its ad campaigns, it was touching to see it all come together in a row. Oh, touching, huh? Mm-hmm. Cause when, uh. It was heartfelt, right? Right. Cause when, when it was, uh, Northwest. Going to see her daddy. Right. All of a sudden it was inappropriate. But a baby's supposed to do that. Why you don't leave your babies at home? Right. Everybody was free, felt free to take that one lady's word for it when she was like, wow, I never. And everybody was like, yep, see, Kanye and Kim was wrong. Apparently y'all didn't know what the fuck y'all was talking about. So how about that? Mm-hmm. Oh, flip flop, fake outrage ass niggas. Babies all on the runway. I ain't get a single fucking tweet. Not a post. Mm-hmm. I ain't see nothing on the Facebook page. Nobody mm-hmm. said shit. One, the only person posted something was, "Hey man, this proves your point." And I said, "Thank you, brother." Um, Pat Robertson said, "Y'all need to get up off that weed, y'all." Okay, mm. it's getting ridiculous. Y'all addicted to it, and it's got to come to a damn stop. All right, you're messing yourselves up. I tell you, that's the answer. Do not give up. You know. It's amazing. We've mentioned this before. God gave you and me as human beings authority. He gave us dominion over everything on this earth, over all the animals, all the snakes, all the birds, all the plants, all the vegetables. Cocaine is a product of a vegetable. Alcohol is a product of a vegetable. Marijuana is a vegetable, and yet people are enslaved to vegetables. You can eat it? Yeah, you can't eat it, but no, like you're enslaved to, to vegetables, Karen. Oh. Well, you can't just pluck a marijuana leaf and just chomp on it, can you? I yeah, don't know. Yeah, you can. Oh, okay. Vegetable slavery, Karen. Just like greens, oh, I broccoli. I- Oh, okay. Cauliflower. My bad shows my ignorance. I just thought it came in uh, baked form. Nope. You do a lot of stuff with weed, Karen. Product of a vegetable. Alcohol is a product of a vegetable. Marijuana is a vegetable. It's not like and cabbage. People are enslaved to vegetables. And you were made in the image well, of God. Oh, pause it. Um, I just got a vegan um crockpot cookbook, and weed was not one of the vegetables. It wasn't an option. At least okay. I don't think it was. It's edible, though. People, just because it's not legal, that's why it wasn't an option. Oh, if it had been legal. Man, I can't wait till they be like, hey, you know what? Are you tired of slaving all, all day? Over your marijuana, would you too like to be able to set it and forget it with your marijuana? Here's a crock pot for you. Well, they do have weed. I mean, that's that's not beyond the pale. There's all kinds of weed um, I want a recipes pot. and shit. I want a crock pot cookbook. Um, maybe they got it. I don't know. Shit, they might. Um, I feel like that put you on the suspect list. It ain't. <laughs> I know, right? It ain't legal here. No, it's not legal here. 
You're not bringing that shit in here. I sure ain't, because I ain't trying to go to jail. Yeah. But uh, it is an herb. I don't know about it. Oh, like a rosemary? Yeah. It doesn't, you know, doesn't actually like. Oh, so people sprinkle it with their thine and rosemary and Italian spices. Hmm? (laughs) You say it's an herb. Yeah, it's the herb. The marijuana is an herb. See, y'all don't know nothing about no drugs, kids. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, you know what? Just, I'm scrapping this whole story. I don't even know what I was thinking. I'm trying to cover this with you. Now you know you talking to just, a non-weed head. I'm just scrapping all those jokes. All right. <laughs> nah, one of the nurses oh, that no got. Oh, no good. I'm sorry, baby. You could have went on. Nope, it's fine. One of the nurses that got Ebola, Nina Pham, um, she uh, decided that she's going to sue the hospital uh where she was infected did she feel like they didn't well i'll let you read the story but i was like go ahead um <laughs> she um uh, uh she was the first she she was treating thomas eric duncan who was the first u.s ebola patient to die mm-hmm. uh, she plans to file a lawsuit against the hospital where she was working at its parent company uh fam told the news that she still has nightmares and body aches as a result of having contracted the disease that's the thing people go oh you cured ebola and then they think eh, and then you just go then you're back to 100 percent. it's like mm-hmm. no you just didn't die right you still gotta recover and get your strength back she also still suffers from insomnia she's suing the texas health presbyterian hospital dallas and its parent company, Texas Health Resources, for failing to provide proper training as well as failing to protect her privacy after she was infected. FAM wants unspecified damages for physical pain and mental anguish, medical expenses, and a loss of future earnings. She said that she wants to make hospitals and big corporations realize that nurses and healthcare workers, especially frontline people, are important, and we don't want nurses to start turning into patients. She also alleges that the hospital ignored her request not to release any information about her and the video released of her in the hospital in her hospital room was recorded without her consent. Oh. It said that her attorney says they used her as a PR pawn. And you know what? I agree. Sue the fuck out of them. Because that's one thing in our country that we don't really consider um, nurses and also nurses get a lot of injuries at work from picking and lifting up people and a lot of times uh if they get injured a lot of times they're quick to fire them mm-hmm. and let them go like they don't invest the money into the nurses which is a lot of times the front line you see the nurses before you see the doctor a lot of the times and it's just one of those things where they invest so much into the doctors they don't really pay attention to the nurses like like the forefront and i agree with her they need to be trained that you know and everybody fucking panicked and didn't properly train people and shit like that. And it causes problems and it causes issues. And if she didn't want her information out there, you shouldn't have put it out there. She didn't want us to record it. You shouldn't have done that either. And it's just one of those things where, yeah, it's going to take a massive lawsuit. And the thing is, like, it's going to take more than her. It's going to take, like, a group of people suing them before you make an industry change mm-hmm. for them not to do that bullshit. Yeah, sue them and I hope she goddamn win. A duo who was driving donuts on the Toms River sent their dog to an icy grave. Oh. And a New Jersey uh, police, I almost said a no Jersey, which would have been like Hitler's favorite state. But anyway, a a New Jersey police dive team recovered a pickup truck 
that sunk into the Toms River early Sunday morning after the vehicle was spotted driving donuts on the ice. Oh. The driver and the passenger later turned themselves into police. Both were unharmed. Their dog, however, died. Its frozen body was in the submerged truck. So, okay, okay, okay. So, the truck went underwater and then just did donuts? No, no, no. You know what, you know what driving in donuts is? The round in a circle. circle, yes. So they start driving on top of the Times River, which was frozen over, doing circles in their truck. The ice broke somehow, and the <gasps> truck went in. They got out and lived, but they left their dog in there who died. Who thought this was a smart idea? I I don't know. I mean, they don't have pictures, but I mean, come on. Guess the race, right? White. Jesus, like what a fucking terrible, who horrible idea. This was a smart idea. Why don't we take this two-ton vehicle out here on this ice that we don't know anything about and roll it around in circles and hope we don't sink? Now, this is what happens when you watch too many truck commercials and shit. Right, right. Start thinking that shit is real. Right. Um, so I tell y'all, that's CGI or either they are somewhere where that, where it's like real ice, y'all, like feet, 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 feet thick. Mm-hmm. Uh, the truck drove out to the center of the ice and began doing donuts. Police units responded and also observed the vehicle on the ice, so they couldn't even lie about it. The headlight and the brake lights could be seen from the shoreline as the vehicle headed south and west towards the other side of the vi- river. After a period of time went by, the flashing lights suddenly were no longer vis- visible. They were they went on the ice. The police shined their light on them, and they took off on the ice, turned lights off, and took off. So they turned their own lights off. So if something does happen, now you can't get caught. You can't. They can't find you. They heard a crack and got out the car and couldn't get the dog out. So the dog is still under. With the help of the Coast Guard helicopter, the police were able to fish the truck out of the river about 10 a.m. this morning. <sighs> Idiots. Where's Peter? I bet you Peter gonna, gonna be all over this. I know. Dog died for nothing. Right. Now this one time I ain't gonna lie. I'm I, the one time I be like, you know what, Peter? You you right for this because they they ain't no business abusing that dog like that. Uh, Fox News admits that Bill O'Reilly lied about his encounter with Irish terrorists. And you know what's gonna happen? Nothing. That man gonna stay on his job. He ain't gonna get fined or nothing. Ain't gonna yeah. get taken off the air because they gives zero fucks. Yeah, they said asked about O'Reilly's statements Friday. A Fox News spokesman said that O'Reilly was not an eyewitness to any bombings. Or injuries in Northern Ireland. Instead, he was shown photos of bombings by Protestant police officers. Sorry, police officers. Uh, so, yep, nothing's gonna happen to him. Big Bill doing his thing. Of course. I wonder, wonder if more stories gonna come out about him or Bill Cosby. So, I mean, Bill's fucking up. <laughs> right. Your name Bill, you might be in trouble. Issuing a landmark ruling yesterday, the Supreme Court of Appeals declared that saying, I don't love you to a spouse amounted to emotional violence and ordered a husband to pay compensation to his wife in a divorce case. Oh, Lord. The verdict was for a divorce case involving a couple who sought damages for insults they hurled at each other. A local court in southeastern uh, province of San Lurfer, okay, San Lurfer, uh, looked into claims that the husband often fled home and did not care for his ailing wife. The court ruled for rejecting payment of compensation to the woman as she was at fault, as well as in terms of insulting her husband. Wow. 
the wife had claimed that her husband told her you don't have a right to speak i don't love you leaving her emotionally wrecked the husband in turn said the wife constantly cursed him she appealed to the local court's ruling and took the case to the second department of supreme court of appeals the top court ruled that the woman should be paid compensation and she was subject to uh subject to emotional violence since her husband said i don't love you the supreme court of appeals said in this preamble to the verdict that the husband's wrongdoing weighed more than the wife as he failed to treat his wife well and care for her along with emotional violence by his statements the court ordered the local court to issue the lower court to issue another ruling on the case emotional or psychological violence which is more difficult to prove than physical violence often goes unpunished although it may carry a prison term of up to three years based on court separate uh court separate interpretation of such cases prevalence of domestic violence gained notoriety in turkey that's what just happened when the many murders of women by their spouses found a wider coverage in the media in recent years a report from the Family and Social Policies Ministry shows that four in every ten women in Turkey are subjected to physical and sexual violence by their husbands, fiancés, or boyfriends at least once in their life. The report said over 17,000 women applied for police protection against abusive spouses in 2014. Mm. But, yeah, I don't love you can cost you in court in Turkey. And I wonder, like, what was she saying about him? Like, can can a man sue if you say he got a little penis or he never made you come? Right. And the thing, if that's the case, a lot of people be suing. A lot of folks be like, I don't love you. <laughs> yeah, in America, you ain't got to love each other to get married. Right. Um, Let's see what else is going on. Uh, cops say two people got shot at Young Jeezy and T.I. Party in North Carolina, Charlotte. Two people were injured. Oh, for the CIAA this weekend. That's right. Two people were injured after being shot Saturday at a Charlotte nightclub where rappers T.I., Young Jeezy, and Yo Gotti were advertised to appear. Yo Gotti? Yo Gabba Gabba? Karen, you listen to Yo Gotti every day we do the show. (laughs) I know. It's your boy Yo Gotti. We do grade A shit. Yes. Uh, Yo Gabba Gabba. Um, The (laughs) Charlotte Observer reported that a popular club at the NC Music Factory Complex was hosting a CIAA weekend takeover. Oh, ain't that when we uh, go to the, what do we call it? Yeah, it is. Comedy Zone? Yes. The part, But the, they're two separate entities. Yeah, party when shots rang out about 7 p.m. The Central Intercollegiate Athletic Association was, uh, has been holding its annual basketball tournament in Charlotte this week. The victims were treated, but... The issues are not life-threatening. It occur- it, it's unclear whether the party w- was an officially sanctioned CIAA event. Police spokesman T- Rob Tufano said several shots were fired. It's not clear who the suspect was targeting. No arrests have been made. What would you say? Probably not. You don't think it was an official event? Mm-mm. Because it's, it's downtown, but it ain't like down downtown, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, you kind of, it's kind of out the way from, like, the center city. Uh, let's see what else happened. Um, oh, when Madonna fell, she hit her head and got whiplash. Cause we just knew that she fell. Mm-hmm. But she said she hit her head and got whiplash. So. Yeah, you get old, you don't bounce back no more. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else is going on? Oh, Black Madam, which I guess is the name that this lady's going by. Mm-hmm. Um, 
says that amber rose hired me to plump up her posterior a gothic hip-hop artist charged with killing a london breakdancer with an illegal buttocks injection name dropped her way through testimony friday saying one of the celebrities who saw her out became a walking billboard for her work Padge victoria winslow claimed model Amber Rose started receiving injections from her before she became famous and continued until two days before the 2011 death of dancer Claudio Adorotimi. She said under cross-examination that Kanye West dropped Rose off for one procedure when the two were dating and that she was supposed to perform a correction on Nicki Minaj that never happened. Representatives for Rosa Minaj did not immediately respond to emails requesting comment. Hmm, wonder why. Uh, yeah. I saw pictures, uh, before, after picture of Amber Rose allegedly. And it was like, ooh, that's compelling evidence. Uh, Winslow, 45, who returns to the stand Monday, talked to, talked of di- the dizzying array of names, addresses, careers, and identities she has assumed. And in 20 years, she acknowledges doing underground cosmetic surgery on the side. Clients from rappers to strippers to fellow transgender women play, uh, pay thousands to plump up their posteriors. Uh, I believe that. Amber was like a walking billboard, she said of Rose, who was raised in Philadelphia. She brought a lot of girls from VH1. Mm, that explains a lot. It does. Every girl on VH1 looked like they had work. I wonder if they're doing, why do you think they're doing it by not going to a doctor, doctor? You think, what do you think the reason it is? For them not going to a doctor, doctor? Yeah, like a real doctor that would like. A, because of the, do this. I, I, a, because I think the cost. And B, if you do it, uh, like this, you don't have, you can deny, like, you don't have any, like, connections, you know, or any proof. Not trying to be funny that you actually got work done. Like, if you just been like, nah, bitch, I ain't get that work done. Who, who are you gonna, like, what, who are they gonna call a contact? True. I mean, but doctor, doctor, patient privilege, right? I mean, they shouldn't be telling on you either way. That that's true, but that's weird. But it's it's just one of those things where they just like I just don't want you know, and you know, with I don't know how famous, but you know, with TMZ and all these people constantly following all these women around, if they see you walking in doctor such and such office, everybody's just gonna make the assumption you got work done, even if you didn't, because everybody's seen you stroll your ass in there. Right? Yeah, that's just. It's weird. Um, so it's, it goes on to say, um, uh, asked by assistant DA Carlos Vega why they would choose an unlicensed practitioner over Los Angeles plastic surgery. She said, I was the best. I don't mean to be that to be cocky. Her black madam moniker, she said, came from many lucrative years running the escort service employing male, female, and transgender sex workers. It's set up like a friendly date, but I'm not naive about what goes on, she said. They're doing something. It's not just escorting. She said she kept half their take and made good money, but she stopped after her father died in 2003 because she didn't feel good about it anymore. The names she used on bank cards and mail deliveries before and after at her Timmy's, Timmy's death included birth, uh, birth name, Farge Gordon, the more feminine Far East, Leona Gordon, and Far East Leona Giordani. <laughs> French. Uh, I thought it sounded like a movie star name, so I liked it, she said. Oh, sorry. Um, alright, so she liked it, uh, so I liked it, she said. Um, 
she acknowledged that police found a fake passport social security card and new york driver's license during searches of some of the five philadelphia area properties linked to her in the year before the years before 2012 arrest winslow was charged with third degree murder in the death of 2000 uh, of the 20 year old adoratomi who was injected with low-grade silicone at a philadelphia airport hotel <laughs> can't imagine getting invasive surgical procedure done to me at a fucking like la quinta inn or something like we'll leave the lights on and and or you know <laughs> i stayed at a holiday inn last night so i know how to do butt injections and cut you up and shit like that like i'm sorry but i'm gonna need to see some degrees on the wall i need to know what school you went to what your specialization is um who you trained under i'm not just letting you put a foreign substance into my body because you quote unquote are the best you know what i mean just take my word for it yeah because it's just one of those things for me um personally you're not cutting on me without degrees you're not cutting on me without certification you're not cutting on me without me seeing past work that you've done like you're just not doing that and the thing is this there's some things you just my pet peeve some things you can go cheap on you go cheap on clothes you go cheap on uh shoes but don't go cheap on your health yeah. Your health is something that you cannot go cheap on. If you don't get any type of, of surgery done to your body, be it your teeth, be it your, you know, your eyes or whatever operation that you opt to get, spend that money. Don't be looking for the Groupon because Groupon, you'll die. Pay full price. <laughs> Overpay if you have to to be sure they do that shit correct. Yeah. Um, I don't know how, I don't know how you don't go cheap. Walk into a hotel. I mean, hotel rooms often aren't even clean to my specification. I'm about to have my body cut open in one. Right. Sometimes I go in there, I'm like, you know what? Give me some new sheets. Right. I know I ain't laid on shit, but give me some new sheets in case the person decided they didn't feel like changing them before I laid my ass in here. Ah, I don't know. But I'm going to lay there and then allow you to stick some shit in my ass. Also, you a pimp on the side? A pimp and a surgeon? Like... Sorry, no, right? Not doing it. It's not sterile, like it's not clean. Cause you know, I've had operations before, so you know, I've a lot of times when you go in this places, they have special, uh, certain specifications for for the temp for the air temperature, for the atmosphere, what it needs to be like. Even they fuck up. Yeah, that's probably no anesthesia. Probably just drink some alcohol or something, and then like, can I charge you for malpractice? nope doctors told jurors during the two-week trial that the syringe hit a vein and sent silicone to the woman's lungs two other women testified they spent months in the hospitals with similar injuries after visits to winslow including one who received an injection on the dining room table at a pumping party so they at at the party they they pump you full of silicone yeah, yeah, and, and like I say, it's 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 just one of those things where uh, I know a lot of people live with like a lot of different lifestyles, but it's just certain things that for me personally, it just ain't worth it. It just really, really, really not worth it because, like, let's say you are a professional, you know, ass model or whatever this is. Okay, you trying to be cheap, you die. Doesn't matter how big your ass is, you still dead. Yeah. 
that's irrelevant. Dreams of being the body triple X. Right. Gone down the drain. Yeah, down the drain. Of silicone. Uh, doctors have told jurors during two, oh yeah, so defense lawyer David Rudenstein, uh, seemingly hoped to show jurors that Winslow's testimony, through to Winslow's testimony that she prepped them with alcohol before and after injections and took other safety measures. Prepped them with alcohol? What do you mean? Like pour, like rubbing alcohol? However, prepped them with safety measures. Safe, what kind of safety measures is this? Did you, just be sure with no dust on the goddamn table. What safety measures are we looking at here? Girl, I pledge uh, the whole table. You're going to be fine. Don't worry about it. Ah, I bleached it down. I use lemon pledge, so you should be good. It's going to smell hotel, like lemons, girl. On these hotel sheets. Let me Febreze it. Let me Febreze your ass real quick. There you go. Now, see, <laughs> you good. <laughs> However, prosecutors say she used mostly non-sterile, non-sterile industrial silicone not the medical grade silicone that is encased in implants during standard cosmetic surgeries. Oh, uh, what what she what did she go to Home Fucking Depot? You're right. She literally went to Home Depot. You got caulking your ass and shit. Oh my god, ain't that shit supposed to harden? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, so the shit the the shit you put on the grout to prevent the mold, that's what she's thinking in your ass. Yeah. Word. I told clients I've been doing this for years. I've done it to myself and my friends, and I was trained by a nurse up in Washington Heights in New York City back in 1995. Well, obviously, you need some requester questions because you fuck some people up. On the stand Thursday, Winslow said she was trained by a doctor in Thailand and another in South America who performed her sex change operation. She said she started doing body sculpting two decades ago to help transgender friends. Transgender women often want to plump, plump up and indent in the side of the buttocks they call the boy pocket, she said. An indent in the side of the buttocks they call a boy pocket? What does that mean? I guess with, with the hips and the butt kind of meet, you know how for some women it's a dent right there. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that's the area she's talking about. Yeah, I just wonder what boy pocket means. Oh, the honey, that's a new term. I, I Google it, but I'm scared of what I find out if I Google that. <laughs> Might not be what I want. I see Game Boy Pocket. A lot of stuff with that. I don't know. Ain't no, ain't no, ain't no telling. I see Pocket Boy. I don't see Boy Pocket. That is a. That's a new phrase. You might have to ask somebody. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure someone will write in. Uh. Boy pocket injections. Yeah, only thing they have is her testimonies. I've never heard that phrase before. Boy pocket. Wonder if she made it up. Maybe or or, or it might mean something that might just be a like a phrase that they use that means something else. Winslow charged about a thousand to two thousand dollars, depending on the amount of silicone requested. Oh, no wonder they got it done. That's all. Some clients, including a pole dancer, she discussed Friday, saw her a half dozen times. Man, you gamble. You play Russian roulette with your life. Winslow told jurors Thursday that she worked on thousands of people, earned the title Michelangelo of Buttox Injections from her clients. She says she uses the same products on herself. Wow. Just, I mean, people do anything, I guess, man. Mm-hmm. You know. Like I said, people... When it comes down to, we talked about it yesterday, when it comes down to beauty, uh, you have people that are willing to do anything and they are not willing to pay full price. Mm. 
And here's a picture of her. I put it in the chat so y'all can see what she looks like. So she says she puts the, uh, she does work on herself. Wait, why doesn't that picture want to show up? Come on. Uh, wait, which picture is really her? I guess this lingerie pic must be her trying to be sexy because they got a picture when she got arrested. Right, I seen that one. And, uh, it looked like something out of catfish, man. Out here catfishing people. Um, alright, here's a picture of her in the lingerie at a photo shoot. But I mean, if you're not showing the butt, then what's the point, right? Right. Um, and then here's a picture of her when she got arrested and I'm just saying, like, did she like let herself go between the photo shoot or did the girdle just suck in that much? Uh, what? Probably did. Was the injections going into the stomach? I mean, come on now. What's going on here? Somebody yeah, and, and the thing, her prices were cheap because, you know, a doctor is going uh, like a professional people who do this for a living. They're going to charge you thousands upon thousands of dollars because they do this shit right yeah uh nothing worse than bad butt implants anyway right if but like this and the thing is if that's the case you know what just take your ass as is i it's, it's like look take my ass or die you know and i know that's not the option for most people because you're going to pay to get it right but if you're going if if if, if the person it's like give me some hammers and some nail, and I'm I'm be to go Home Depot and come right back. Just take your flat ass and walk out the door, cause you cause it ain't worth it. And here's Amber Rose's before and after, according to this. So, but anyway, uh, this is predicated on the assumption that any of this shit she said is true. So, Correct. You know, your guess is good as mine, people. Tinder is gonna charge old people more money. Why? Cause you're old, you old ass. Oh Lord! Uh, Tinder Ain't apparently. Ain't them the left swipe that people? Uh, no, left swipe that people are the people for the smoking commercial. Oh, um, you know that's the truth people, and they're saying left swipe it because the people smoke. Now the app does have left and right swipe swipes. Okay. The Tinder app mean if you left swipe it, of course that's negative. Right swipe it is good. Because left is always bad in our society. Um, don't get me started on that. Anyway, <laughs> apparently the dating app's new premium paid for service is called Tinder Plus. Who's, who's paying for this? It offers users the ability to find partners in foreign countries, unlimited right swipes or likes, and a rewind button to recover mistaken swipes. Well, that probably happens a lot, you know. One, I didn't know there's a limit for swipes. That makes sense, you know. Right. So, yeah, so you go through sure. all of them. So you want to get as many as people as possible. So you want to keep going. So you pay extra. Okay, that makes sense. If if you're a heavy user of it. Mm-hmm. Users under the age of 28 who want the extra functions will be charged three ninety nine euro a month. Those 28 and over will be paid. Will pay fourteen ninety nine euro a month. Oh. The app will remain free. Though non-paying users will no longer be able to make unlimited right swipes. Man, people about to get even more stingy on them right swipes. Oh, you can go left all day. It's the right that they... That they... Yeah, it's the ones you approve of. Okay. So. Mm. But yeah, they're charging uh, older people more. 
No people want to fuck, dude. Come on. I said, based on the current exchange rates, that's about $6 per month, $72 per year spent on Tinder if you're still in your sexual prime, or a staggering $23 a month if you're over 28. Why are you punching the old folks? That's almost $300 a year on Tinder. Tinder Plus. Oh, no. <laughs> well, they're going to be in trouble because there's a lot of people over the age of 28 that use that shit. Yep. Um, one half of the group Brownstone is dead. I was seeing that. Charmaine Maxwell died in a freak accident involving a wine glass. Oh, shit. Now, this is one of the things that's crazy, right? I mean, so far from what we know, there, there's no domestic violence or anything in her history with her husband. She sounds like she was holding a wine glass, tripped and failed and cut and killed herself, and he found her bleeding. Oh. Which is like, you know, obviously anybody that's married, it's one of your worst nightmares. Walk on, you walk into a room and your wife's already dying and you don't know what the fuck happened. And, <laughs> right, and how she got there. You know, it's just crazy. It's, it's, you know, that was, that's definitely a nightmare. Um, and you go on Twitter and everybody's like, I think he did it. He killed her. Obviously, he must have killed his wife. I'm like, damn, we, it's a cold, cynical motherfucking society, dog. Like, can't even have a freak accident no more. Gotta be he killed you and set yourself up somehow. Everything um, ain't snapped, y'all. He found her bleeding out on the floor in her L.A. home Friday after she apparently tripped and fell while holding a wine glass. She was pronounced dead and route to the hospital. I'm pretty sure they did investigation and all that shit. Come on, dog. Yep. Detectives come to the scene where the singer fell on Friday evening and say all evidence points to her falling backward at the doorway between the house and the back patio while holding the wine glass. They're told during the fall, the wine glass shattered on the ground behind her head, and when she landed, shards of glass punctured the back of her neck in two places. We're told there was an injury to the back of her head, and it's possible she was knocked unconscious. Um, The toxicology report is pending. So, yeah, man. That's, that's crazy. I did like me a couple of Brownstone songs, man, because, you know, they could sing. I remember they said they were inspired by um, Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, they had Grapevine. If you love me, move to my jail. Yes.
Tell you why was my jam too. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's like when you really fed up with your nigga. Yes. Power nine eight quiet storm. All of these songs. And she was through. Right. Like why do I even fuck with you? You fed up. Must be the dick. she wasn't just drunk and i mean well i guess best case scenario she was drunk and something just fucked up happened right i mean hopefully there's no foul play involved um and people watch way too much fucking csi like right how the fuck i'm gonna set up the wine glass at the bottom and push her so she lands directly on it just the right way to cut her neck and die and it's, it's too much man sometimes people just die i hope no foul play happened I'm just sad that that lady's gone. Right. And then what, what, what was even funny, like a lot of people were, uh, 
where people were, you know, tweeting about it and stuff like that. Some people was coming to me, y'all ain't heard that record. Who gives a fuck? Let people mourn however they want to mourn and let mm-hmm. them remember however they want to. You know, it's funny though, uh, when it comes to certain things, how everybody acts like everybody, everybody else, whatever, but like this, whenever something happens and people respond a certain way, you always have a group of people to just come and just be like, just try to fuck shit up just because they can. When you like, nigga, go somewhere and sit down. You didn't right. lotion today. Go on somewhere and sit down. Um, this is TV history. Empire keeps rising in the ratings and nothing ever rises in the ratings. Yes. Washington Post covered it. Um, it's gone up every single week. I know they didn't see that coming. Got a 9.9 this first week, 10.3, 11.1, 11.4, 11.5, 12, and finally February 18, 13. And this is with the live plus same days. This is yeah. not including the, the seven-day DVR because, you know, a lot of people mm-hmm. don't watch shit live. Yep. This is without counting DVR viewings, which would add a few more millions, by the way. Mm-hmm. It was the sixth most watched TV show on t- broadcast TV, including the Oscars. Right behind Two and a Half Men finale and ahead of Blue Bloods, the most watched show as it usually is with CBS's NCIS for 18 million. Who these old people are to lead the channel for 60 minutes on all week? I don't know. All week. Them people dead. Go go check on your grandmom and grandpa. Yeah, they dying with the CBS on, guys. Come on. Just to give context, this never happens. Like, actually never. It's record-breaking. This is its fifth week on the air. According to Entertainment Weekly, the drama became the first series since 1991 when Nielsen started a new way of tracking ratings to increase for a consecutive five weeks. And the juggernaut has only continued. This is why trade publications like Variety say they need to find terms to describe it, of description that go for it to go beyond mega hit, phenom, and unprecedented. Right, and I think a lot of this goes to people really loving and enjoying the show. Mm-hmm. And literally, anybody that talked about this show at my job or wherever, just the excitement. Like, people like people really, really, really get excited when they watch this show. And just just to talk about it and just, just things are going on. And people be like, oh, well, it's like that. I'll watch it, too. And like I said, I just recently started watching it. And it is that I have had a, a laugh fest. And I have enjoyed it. It's so good, man. Uh, Monique said she was supposed to play Cookie on um, on uh, Empire. I ain't trying to be funny. I'm glad you did. Yeah, Taraji is just, she was born for that role. No right. offense to Monique, Mm-mm. but nah, dog. Mm-mm. We good. Yeah, and it's just it's just one of those things where, and I ain't going to lie, because like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm at the, like, you know, basically at the very, very beginning. And so from the first scene where she, uh, you know, is uh, released from prison, it's like she captures the screen, and every time she's on camera, it's literally she takes the scene away. No, mm-hmm. it don't even matter who else is in the room. Yeah, there's some sexual chemistry and stuff that needs to be there. I just, I don't know. You know, there's a scene where, well, I don't want to spoil anything, but there's just some stuff that has to happen physically that I just don't know that is possible. Right, because of size. Yeah, and I mean, and more importantly, I just don't think she embodies that type of like sex appeal that that role has right because a lot of it is and maybe they changed it now it's possible because people say she couldn't done it maybe they would have written it differently for her correct but apparently you know lee daniel says that's his dog and he tries to put her up for stuff and the hollywood elite people say nah but now they're going back and forth man monique 
denies that uh she was being blackballed and she says lee daniels had a problem that i didn't thank him at the oscars in my in my video So I, at this point, this shit feels so petty. Like, right. that's in our heat index. Oscar winner. Like, y- y'all can't Google chat this out. Y'all can't DM each other or something behind the scenes. Something. Neek speaking out, responding to a top movie maker's claim that she was blackballed by the industry after winning the Academy Award for Precious. ABC's Deborah Roberts, you sat down with her, didn't you, Deb? Monique has been known as a straight talking star who speaks her mind and has a thick skin. But she admits she was taken aback by the recent suggestion that she's on Hollywood's unwanted list. She's one of the original queens of comedy. Did the queen bow to me? Turned Oscar winning actress. I would like to thank the Academy for showing that it can be about the performance and not the politics. But for some, Monique's blunt acceptance speech for her 2010 supporting actress win branded her as a less-than-gracious winner. People were saying, someone needs to teach Monique a lesson because she's not playing the game. And she's going to get in her own way of winning this award because it seems like she's choosing her family over Hollywood. The 47-year-old mom of four says her choice to spend free time with her family instead of campaigning for her 2009 film Precious may have hurt her reputation with some, but not her career within Hollywood. Did you have any idea that somehow Hollywood was turning its nose up at you? I had no idea. She 47? I didn't realize she was that old. She looked good. She, she holding right. it together, forty-seven, dog. Right, because that's why I said it when I said that, because she looks younger than that. You no, know, I take it back. She probably could have did cookie. Just would have had to be different. You know what I mean? They couldn't yeah, have been and like, she, and she lost the weight too. Yeah, they couldn't have been like doing the slapping your ass scene and shit, probably. <gasps> okay, but they could still. They could have done. It. She could have done it. I think Taraji's killing it though, right? Because Taraji overacts. Yeah, they could have written it for Monique. It could have happened. I did because I don't think that Hollywood has turned its nose up to me. I think that those are feelings that Mr. Daniels is having. And then he said, you know, there were things that Monique, she didn't thank the producers and she didn't thank the studio. And that's just not things that you do. Well, it had nothing to do with the producers nor the studio. Mr. Daniels had a problem that I didn't say his name the night of the Oscar Awards. That would be Lee Daniels, the critically acclaimed director of Precious, who on CNN Tonight said Monique proved to be difficult, making unreasonable demands that left her blackballed in Hollywood. You've got to play ball. That's this a, is that not, was the this question is, this I wanted is, to you ask have you. To, this, is, hey, this is not just show. It's show business. And you've got to play ball. What did you take from that comment? I appreciate that comment because he's absolutely right. It is show business. A game does have to be played, but why can't we play the fair game? Why can't we play the right game? If you're asking, am I willing to put my integrity on the line for Hollywood? No. Did you have any idea that you had soured some relationships in Hollywood? Again, if I had, the scripts and the calls would have stopped coming because Hollywood is a small community. They never stop coming. Though she hasn't seen huge financial benefits to winning that Oscar, Monique says she's doing very well, thank you, with the sold-out comedy tour and her latest film, Blackbird, hitting theaters next month. So nobody needs to feel badly or sorry for Monique at this moment. Please don't feel bad or sorry for Monique because Monique doesn't feel bad or sorry for Monique. You would be wasting your energy. 
Very outspoken. Monique and her husband, Sydney, are executive producers of that new independent film. And Robin, she says she hopes that she'll get to work with Lee Daniels again. And they do point. have a lot of respect for one another, clear. Right? Absolutely. She calls him brilliant. He calls her a creative force of nature. I think at the end of the day, they have what Hollywood calls creative differences. I knew you were going there. <laughs> Yeah, uh, look, for y'all to be friends, pick up a goddamn phone and stop calling the media every second. I mean, I'm enjoying it because we get to go back and forth and see like, oh, what day? It's like a tennis match. But if y'all really cool, man, you got to get this shit about the papers, man. This ain't helping. Mm -mm. All these third parties involved and all that shit. Like, nah. Um, you know, plus, I mean, I think they talk a good game, but maybe they really just don't like each other. You know, yeah, they'll work together if money's it. You know, if it's going to be benefit people financially, but a lot of people work together financially and don't like each other. Who cares? Yeah, as long as we're making money, makes me doubt that they really cool each other. But I take it back. Right. She probably could play um play that role. It just wouldn't be the same role, right? But. Yeah, it would be modified. Like, like uh, my thing is like when I said she couldn't play cookie, she couldn't play the cookie that Taraji P. Yeah, it's it would be different. Play yeah. right. Yeah, I think. Um, all right. What else we got here? Um, uh, okay, we talked about her. Oh, <laughs> so the actor who plays the gay son, um, on Empire, mm-hmm. um, people have been saying, like, is he gay? Cause you know, there's a whole thing where some people don't like when straight actors play gay actors. And also sometimes people think you're gay and, you know, whatnot. And so they asked him, if he was gay on the sway in the morning radio show, he said, I'm not willing to confirm or deny anything. I live my life. I don't hide anything. I just don't choose to talk about my personal life. So that was his answer. And uh, Malik Yoba got interviewed separately in a different interview that had nothing to do with this one. And he spilled the beans um, and said, um, I said, you're the veteran of the group here having experienced this newly this nearly 20 years ago have you been telling these people as much as they're seeing the love that it's getting from its ratings wise and everything else and said okay it's great but let's make it last yoba says i just think that you have to move with integrity you have to move with a larger sense of purpose because that is malik yoba's personal philosophy a lot of people referring to themselves in third person. <laughs> Monique, Malik Elba. Right, but Kanye is the one with the ego, okay. I don't do this business for fame or money. I do it for purpose. I think for I think that our show represents a huge opportunity to stay in the culture beyond entertainment value. And there's an intrinsic nature of you have the gay factor, right? So obviously Lee is gay. That that was an important storyline for him. I think it's important for people to see themselves even within the black community. But if you aren't really, really taking it off of screen and making it live in the community in a significant way, like I know Jesse, that's the guy's real name. He is gay and he's very committed to the issues around the LGBT community. He and I have a very close relationship. There are a lot of things I am doing. I have a company called iconic 32.com plug. We create a, or enhance cultural movements for social good using pop culture. So uh he outed his friend that said he don't really like being talking about being outed. Mm-hmm. Good job, Malik. Then he put on twelve pounds of lip balm um to keep them lips from being chapped. All right, 
uh let's get into our segments did we do any fucking with black people stuff yet no no all right so i guess we'll do something we? i don't know have you been fucked with today i don't remember Honestly, i don't remember so either because a lot of times we just cover shit and we just fucked with so we just skip over the segment yeah so we want we'll do it today fucking with those black people we're just fucking with those blacks we're just fucking with fucking with black people that's right guys time to play the game that we all hate to hate to hate to play it's fucking with black people the game where we read articles from all over the globe that fuck with black people we'll sign scores from zero to 100 in intervals of 25 today's contestants everybody here we go um here's one a radio host says black lawmakers should be hanging from a noose for boycotting Netanyahu's speech. Word. Mm-hmm. Benjamin Netanyahu. Um, apparently, if you did not go to his speech, it's going to be problems. Ain't he the same dude that refused to see people, too? Certain people try to make appointments with him. He's like, nope. I don't know. Tea Party radio host Andrea, Andrea Shea King um argued recently that democratic lawmakers and specifically members of the congressional black caucus should be put to death by hanging if they boycotted israel prime minister benjamin netanyahu's tuesday speech to congress who make his speech that goddamn important um, obama doesn't have to run for re-election again a lot of these guys do so if they're doubling down with the white house on what is increasingly proving to be a naive approach to this evil they could pay with their jobs listen I would like to think that these guys could pay with their lives hanging from a noose in front of the U.S. Uh, Capitol building. Because what they are doing is they are putting their own interests above that of America. And to me, that is criminal. Criminal. And guess what? Most of those members who are opting out of attending the speech are members of the Congressional Black Caucus. And their districts are all dumb clocks because the dumb clocks wouldn't be electing these people if they knew better. So all of these congressional black caucus people, they re, the representatives, they reside in safe congressional districts. And several of the members have said in the media that they see the speech as disrespectful to the president. How do people like this get elected to represent us in Congress? Because there are stupid people out there in those congressional districts who are so ignorant that it's dangerous. Because these people that they elect into Congress vote. And when they vote, their vote affects us. I don't know who I'm angrier with. Quite frankly, I don't know who I'm angrier with. These people, these, these heinous people who occupy the halls of Congress or the dumb clocks that put them there. Stupid, stupid people. Our lives are on the line and all they can think of is skin color. You know, all of us are going to turn black if we end up in a cage on fire. Stupid people. Hmm. We'll be right back with these uh, advertisements for <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Stupid people. Mm, um, them niggers. 
Yeah, I feel like she was dog whistling this summon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like she wanted to just say yeah. it. Yeah. Just... These niggas didn't come to the speech. And how dare them niggas vote them niggas in office. Mm-hmm. She just wanted to. She just couldn't quite. Was she a guest or did she come on? Like, I don't understand. That's her show. It's her show. That's her show. Yeah, that's her show, Karen. Who sponsors that bullshit? That's what I want to know. No. Nope. Um. Wow. So, uh, zero she to a hundred. going harder than Rush. Yeah, Rush Limbaugh was even like, calm down, lady. Right. Because, because at least he know how to play the game. Yeah. So, uh, what would you give it though, Karen? Oh, that's a hundred. What's we talking about? Oh, okay. hundred. Yeah. I, I think I got to give it a hundred too, man. Um, you know, uh, I love how she said they make it about race, but, it's like she, it's like that trap where they talk about everything around race. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they, but they never say black necessarily. They never say, they say those people, stupid people, you know, dumb clucks. And then when you go, why are you talking about black people? Whoa, why you gotta make it about race? What's wrong with you? I'm just giving my opinion. I mean, I don't, I don't see color. I don't even think of all those. What, are all those people black? Um, a New York judge calls black country niggers and then keeps his job and is praised for exacting standards. I believe that. A New York judge who was accused of making racial slurs about Native Americans and blacks will receive a public reprimand but get to keep his job. Syracuse.com reported that the commissioner of the New York Commission on Judicial Conduct had recommended that Judge Gerald Popio uh, be removed from office. However, the commission ruled this month that the Utica judge uh, uh, could only fa- would only face a censure. The commission found that Popio was not being racially insensitive when he twice called a prosecutor a cigar, a cigar store Indian in 2011 for not being more aggressive in court. In another incident, two lawyers said that they heard Popio refer to blacks from the upstate New York as country niggers. But the commission said that those claims could not be verified because three other witnesses did not hear the remarks. And Popio denied using the slur. So, hey, two out of five ain't bad, right? Or it is too bad. Under these circumstances, we simply cannot come to the firm conclusion as to what occurred in the respondent's courtroom on the day in question. The ruling pointed out that the referee presiding over the hearing determined that the allegations were true. One complainant said that Popio had hurled a def- held a defendant in contempt for smirking, but he later dropped the charge. You're standing there with that with a grin that I would love to get off the bench and slap up your face, slap off your face. He reportedly said. In the end, commission decided to reprimand Popio while praising him at the same time. While the record before us depicts a judge who held who holds defendants and lawyers to exacting standards of courtroom behavior and is quick to lecture them for perceived displays of disrespect, the respondent's own behavior fell short of the required standards the ruling observed. Zero to a hundred, Karen. Hundred. Alright, Popio. Yeah. Country niggers, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Pick an old one here. Here's one. Um, Southern Baptist College fires vice president who reported president's racist words. Uh, <laughs> uh, they nigger fucked me. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
According to this, a Southern Baptist college in Georgia has been accused of covering up racism after it fired a vice president who reported the controversial college president made offensive racial remarks. Southeast Georgia Today reported late late last month that the board of trustees at Bruton Parker College in Mount Vernon had fired Dr. C.B. Scott after he refused to sign a non-disclosure agreement and resigned. According to witness statements provided to a prominent Southern Baptist pastor, W.M. Wait, W.M. What is that abbreviation? W.M. Uh, Dwight McKissick Sr. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. White minister, Dwight McKissick. <laughs> <laughs> the college district, the college, college's director of plant operations, Thomas D. Wayne Bynum, had told Scott about racist statements that Bruton Parker College President Dr. Ergen Kaner made during the discussion about campus facilities. At this time, Dr. Kaner said that he was misinformed by the Board of Trustees about the magnitude of the problems at Bruton Parker. Dr. Kaner then stated that he believed that they were aware and then said they nigger-dicked me in is what they did. I could not believe my ears and asked him, what did you say? And then he said, nigger-fucked me. Bottom said, like that's better? Right. That was actually worse. Bottom said that he had conversations that overheard Dr. Kaner speaking derogatory ways about African Americans since that time. I'm now convinced that this is part of his character, he remarked. Yeah, the first time, man, could have just slipped up and said nigger twice. But the second, when we got to the fifth yeah, time, I was like, hmm. Bruton Parker uh, employees Maria Garvin and Zachary Pitt also provided a statement saying that Kaner complained of, during the telephone call that Scott was acting half black. Dr. C.B. Scott is not only terminated, but he was asked to sign a paper indicating that he will only testify on behalf of BPC against the three witnesses if this matter ever reaches the court system. How sad, McKissick wrote. BPC trustees refused to discipline the man who spoke the racist words, but was willing to fire the man who brought to their attention the racist words. How sad. Of course. Kana was allowed to resign last month, citing health problems resulting from his son's suicide. Uh, the Board of Trustees of Bruton Parker College pray for God's blessing and restoration for Dr. Kanner and his family as they move forward through a time of personal tragedy and healing. And for Dr. Kanner, much success in his future endeavors, the board said in the re- as a re- resolution that passed last month. However, the racial remarks and other allegations of inappropriate sexual text messages were not mentioned by the Board of Trustees. Oh, Lord. He was sexting, too? Uh, mm, I hate his baby died, but yeah, they was like, son, you need to step down. Use your child as an excuse to get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. He... It says, alternate reporter in 2010 that while Kaner was Reverend Jerry Falwell's Dean of Liberty University, he said that he had been trained as an Islamic terrorist and then was saved by Jesus. The story turned out to be greatly exaggerated. Uh, don't say. Right. He went on to work for Fox News. <laughs> well, the jihad. He's, he has also been accused of using sexist remarks about women and stereotypes about Muslims and Hispanics in his sermons. You don't say. During one summer, Kaner could recall that Someone asked him if women should be allowed to be behind the pulpit. My answer is, well, yeah, of course. How are they going to vacuum back there unless they get behind it? Damn. McKessick, a certain. Does he I bet tell there, his woman she can't cut her hair either? I bet there were women in the damn uh, audience when he said that. Mm-hmm. My, uh, so, yeah, uh, he asserted that 
Wait, McKissick asserted that the Bruton Parker College trustees needed to make things right after Bungling Scott's firing. I pray that Bruton College, uh, Bruton Parker College trustees would offer Dr. Scott his job back at the very least. I pray that they will provide for him one year service package with the full medical benefits. It is morally reprehensible for C.B. Scott to walk away from BPC with absolutely nothing while Cana walks away with a full one-year salary and benefits package. Right, and he's the person that said the offensive shit. Well, sounds like he, sounds like uh, McKissick got, I mean, Dr. Scott got a nigger fucked. Uh, Karen, what would you uh, give this one? A hundred. I got to give it a hundred, too. Everybody getting a hundred today. Uh, All right, one more. Let's talk about Krispy Kreme. My favorite type of donuts. Donut maker Krispy Kreme has apologized after scheduling an event called KKK Wednesday in a store in the UK. Ah! In the UK. <laughs> Krispy Kreme was Krispy due Kreme to... Krispy Kreme creamy? What does these K's stand for? It's funny because that was the title one, I think. Krispy Kreme Club with a K. <laughs> Right. And I guarantee you they ain't think nothing about that shit. I bet somebody they didn't even realize that that's the when you put it together, that's what it said. Mm-hmm. All they know is they got damn donuts and they delicious. Yep. And you know what? I ain't even gonna lie. I'm going to KKK Day at Krispy Kremes. I know Fuck that. I know you'll be in line. I sure will. Cooning it up. Cooning it up. <laughs> the hot and now sign. Right. It's via flaming cross. Shit do 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 do. The hot now sign to be a, uh, flaming cross. Mm-hmm. Yeah, episode 344, KKK and Krispy Kreme. We were, that was the title uh, of our episode. Uh, well, we talked about Krispy Kreme and yeah, the KKK. Yeah, honey. I sure would be cleaning up as long. That burning red cross better be in donut form and I, I buy that shit on sale and keep it pushing. <laughs> uh, yeah, he said, um, However, some of its 215,000 fans on Facebook were quick to remind the company that as well as standing for Krispy Kreme Club, the three clays are more associated with the hate group, the Ku Klux Klan. Right. I guarantee you, like I said, whoever thought about that, made that up, I guarantee you they did not put that together. That's why you need diversity, people. That's why you need diversity. There's no diversity in the Krispy Kreme Klan. Yeah. I wonder where the... uh Dunkin' Donuts uh, had put three K's in there for something. Right. You know, Dunkin' Donuts was like, yes, keep doing that. They uh, removed the post from the page and issued an apology. All materials have been withdrawn. And you know what's so sad about this story? I really want some Krispy Kreme right now. Right. We might get some once we get off. What the fuck? I, they fucked up with racism. And I'm like, hmm. Now donuts. <laughs> Delicious racism, glaze, lemon field. Mm. <laughs> right. If Chick-fil-A can be homophobic mm. and delicious, Krispy Kreme could move all the way to racism. <laughs> right. And I would still slide my black ass mm. up in there. Pumpkin field racism. Right. It'll be just me and like Aryan Nation people in there like right. hey, it is hey. what it is, bro. Right, it is what it is. Scoot 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 over. Right. Let me get glazed. Need some lemon filled. Yeah. Definitely got to do those. Yeah. Uh, no, take we, a couple of chocolate. Oh, you uh, know, this bar doesn't get a dozen half off. Yeah. Yeah. I got to keep on. I come in ready. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
cut this out in the weekly Aryan Nation flyer. Right, because I'm trying to tell you right now, and I know people love their Dunkin' Donuts, but fuck a Dunkin' Donuts. I don't like cake. I want a, 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 a donut. Uh, so what do you give Krispy Kreme? A zero. Because <laughs> <laughs> I am not fucked with at all. <laughs> in fact, I want some. <laughs> zero. Oh man! Uh, for integrity's sake, I gotta give them something. I don't know, like I gotta give them twenty five. They apologize. <laughs> Obviously, an oversight. They don't have a KKK in the UK. I don't think so. I'm just gonna go with that. I'm just go. <laughs> That's just movie. I am biased. I'm ashamed of this whole segment. <laughs> now that it's time for some guest the race. That's right, it's guest the race time. Now that it's time for some guest the race. That's right, it's guest the race time. That's right, it's time for Guess the Race. The number one game show going across all the podcast land. We read and play news articles from all over the globe. And we ask our contestants today, the chat room, to guess the race. And the chat room is racist. Very, very racist. All right. Uh, see we can, what's the sound on this? Oh, shame a child. And okay, here we go. It starts as an effort to publicly shame a child. Ends in child abuse charges for one Florida woman. Melanie Alexander of Brooksville sends her daughter to school wearing this T-shirt. Messages describing the child's poor grades visibly scribbled on the front and back. But the T-shirt also makes reference to a quote. Good whooping. And school officials notice visible marks and bruising on the girl's wrists, arms, and shoulders. Deputies say Alexander admits to hitting the child with a belt that had metal divots. She's being held without bond. Yep. Melanie Joyce Alexander whooped her daughter, sent her to school with a note that said, I currently have all F's in all my classes. I am not allowed. A-L-O-U-D. Oh, I'm not allowed to have a boyfriend no time soon, so back off before I get another good whopping. W O O P I N. Whopping. What like I got last night? You mean whopper? Because I think that's what they were aiming for. Also, I can no longer have any friends until all of my F's are brought up to C's and oh shit, C's. Whoop whoop. Aiming for the side. All right, you got to be above average, or at least average. At least you're keeping it realistic. Get from the F's to C's. Right. So unless you are helping me with this goal, back off. My eating French fries and being a social butterfly is over because I know my parents send me to school and I know the now know the importance of my education. I will learn. I will listen to my teachers and be respectful at all times. I will do these things because I am failing due to my social life. Want to be my friend. Help me by not. That's what she had on her shirt. So guess the race chat room. Let's see what y'all believe. Uh, did you already ask? Yeah, I, I just did. Are, oh, okay. are we are we gonna go back to what you call it? To what? Did we skip a segment? Fucking with black people? No. Oh shit! Ball alert! Right. Oh fuck! We'll do ball alert last. Sorry, okay. We'll do ball alert <laughs> no last. That's, that's my bad. I was like, okay, we moving on. <clears throat> let's see. Yo, let's see. Uh, uh, nobody's F to C. Sean Coonery Black. With those C grades, she could now be president like George Bush, white, sadly black, white, blacker than a black man at a Kardashian Thanksgiving. 
one who likes s cheese flavored semen in their latte white white showing those belt marks the spelling of whooping black the correct answer is black And a couple of you guys did miss it. Um. That's right. Um, The correct answer was black. Let me put her picture in the chat for you guys. Um, Oh. I wonder if this one even pop up. Um, it might. This one might be too big. Um, let's see. All right. Look, give me a second. Let me find another picture. But her her face just looks like, yeah, I did it. <coughs> I'm a, is she going to get a whooping for this? She going to get a whooping for y'all putting me in here. So I hope y'all are happy with y'all selves. Uh, so, yeah, whooping note i mean you just gonna admit to the to the offense in the note right and think this school ain't gonna do no investigation i burned cigarettes on her hand as well because i am stupid and i don't have friends (laughs) um and that's what happened when you put your public discipline public like that mm -hmm. let's talk about a pennsylvania mom since we got out of old florida picking the worst of her alleged crimes is a tough call there's the drunk driving then drunk and driving with a young son in the car. Oh. Taking said child to an orgy. Oh. And taking her clothes off in front of another young boy at the home where the alleged orgy was to be held. Well, goddamn. Pennsylvania mother, Heather Young, 34, faces a slew of charges after police found her shouting in the hallway of an apartment complex in the wee hours of Tuesday. Responding to a call of a domestic fight, officers at Chartier's township were told young had driven drunk to the home where she intended to engage in sexual intercourse in a foursome but an argument erupted after young and another woman began shouting at each other because young started to strip in front of the other woman's child (laughs) she was about that life yes she was she was like listen i came here to get my motherfucking orgy on you better put them kids to bed. They're going to see all these titties swinging free. Right. Right. You, you, ain't, you ain't come prepared to fuck. What are we talking about? That's why I'm here. <clears throat> Police did not release the age of either boy. Young son is now in custody of his father. His mother faces charges of DUI, assault, indecent exposure, reckless endangerment, and public drunkenness. Guess the race of Heather Young, 34 years old. La da 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 da. Uh, whiter than Lauren in Pittsburgh's family tree during the 1800s. Oh, uh, what's happening here? I guess Howard's trying to make fun of Lauren. Uh, she didn't get to live out her 20s. White. <laughs> yeah. Law, good law story. So white. Grand Theft Auto White Mother Edition. Bet you can search her Google history and find cuckold all over it. Milky white breasts and meth white. Wasn't nothing going to keep this white devil from the lack, from the lack D? Black D? Uh, white, peer pressure white. The correct answer is white. (laughs) 
Let me see if I can find a manageable picture of her because uh, the picture I tried to put didn't work for it. Let me see if I can do it now. Let's see. But, uh, I mean, who was excited when this woman showed up to the orgy? Right. I know they was already like, nah. Man, oh, just, no. You and... just missed the 1130 orgy. But it's 1125. Uh, we started real early today. We already yeah, we done. we already done. We, we finished know. by now. And she was like, fuck it. Somebody fucking now put that kid up there and you won't see these titties, little boy. Right. No, man. Yeah, right. Then you start a fight. Right. Now, now, see, I I do agree with you guys that a one-year-old should not be at an orgy. So can we say we found some common ground? Y'all leave me alone now? Uh, we, yeah, we can definitely agree on that. That's one place you should not take your child. Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh uh um all right let's try this guy this is uh louisiana homa louisiana never heard of it anyway <clears throat> uh dude got a little upset with his grand with his girlfriend and decided to a Terrebonne Parish yes. man stands accused of suffocating four puppies and cutting off the head of one of them his girlfriend's favorite puppy WGNO's oh. Tyler Wing goes to Homa, where angry neighbors are coping with an extreme case of animal cruelty. He cut the head off and just left it right there for her to see. Accounts of how 53-year-old Richie Kaif allegedly killed four of his girlfriend's baby chihuahuas are disturbing. Strangled the rest of them and put them in a bag and slid it under the couch. I've only talked to him like one time. It was a week old. They didn't even have their eyes open yet. The next door neighbor says the puppy's owner came over earlier to avoid a fight with Kaif. He's actually a little bit of a psycho, man. It's kind of crazy. He's real messed up in the head. And then he was drinking, of course, so that just made it worse. When Kaif didn't respond to a text, it was then the puppy's owner went back to her house where the frightening discovery was waiting at the door. Boom, looking at you right there. Little puppy head about that big, dude. Like, how crazy is that? That's what starts off serial killers. Every serial killer you've ever heard of, they were killing animals and doing some crazy stuff. She came with the head in the hand, you know, just just the head, and it's like clean cut, clean washed, everything. The head that he cut off was the only puppy she wanted. Caius is charged with four counts of <clears throat> aggravated cruelty to animals. They said it's minimum of a year for each count. As far as the neighborhood I've ever lived in, nothing ever goes on. I don't know. I'm just trying to handle it the best we can, you know. Now, at first, Kaif told police he was sleeping and he didn't know anything, but later admitted he was drunk. We're live in the news center. Ah, Tyler ah, ah. Thank you, Tyler. <laughs> now, what the fuck does being drunk have to do with going on a puppy spree killing? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I was drunk. Oh, okay. Well, that explains everything. Right. I didn't know you had had a couple of Miller highlights. Well, mm-hmm. shit. Why didn't you say that when we walked in? You weren't living that high life when you was killing them puppies. <clears throat> yeah. Um, well, I guess it's just 97 Dalmatians now. One, so. one who committed the crimes wearing the Atlanta Falcons number seven jersey, white. Oh. One who cuts off the heads of his fa- other favorite puppy, white. A story that despicable gotta be white. Black man who clearly needs a higher power in his life. Killed them without making them fight first. White. Ha <laughs> ha, Lex. Jeffrey Dahmer White. Ozzy Osbourne's younger brother. Man, White. I'm so hurt. Mike Vick ain't got shit on me. White. 
Vic top my culture white she asked to smell his d and he said hold up that throws that's how a puppy gets his head cut up uh that's all right that's okay um he knew this would get her aspca card revoked uh, unless she told white the correct answer is white Some of you guys did miss it. All right. Um, and let's do. Uh, hey, you know what? This yeah. is another instance where, you know what? I'm with Pete on this one. If Peter decides to up them charges, I, I'm with Peter on this one. Yep. Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. That's right. <clears throat> Bonus round against the race. Everything's worth double the points, double the racism. So far, everybody's all over the place. Let's see what we do. Let's get into it. Um, let's see. How about... Um, uh, here's one. Uh, retard animals. New York principal caught on tape screaming abuse at special needs students. Oh. Mm-hmm. Wonder how she got this job. Mm-hmm. Termites love homeowners and First of all, let's talk about some termites. It. All right, termites. Ah! They love Tweaked Audio. Tweakedaudio.com code TBGWT. Make sure you guys put in the uh, code. Get free shipping. Uh, get 33% off and lifetime guarantee. It is with a story you will see only on Eyewitness News, a principal using offensive and verbally abusive language at her students. Don't laugh, because I will rip your ass out of there. It's an Eyewitness News exclusive. Good evening again. I'm Shade Bitterinwong. And I'm Diana Williams. It's pretty shocking. A former teacher's aide says he reported the principal, but nothing happened. So he recorded her. Our investigative reporter Jim Hopper is here with his exclusive report. Jim? We must warn you that the language you are about to hear is harsh, even disturbing. Diatribes uh, targeted at children with special needs, not by another student nor by a teacher, but by the school's leader, its principal. Do you have a second to talk to us? Principal Kimberly Taylor cowered in her car rather than answer our questions about the way she treats the K through 8th graders at this school for special needs students. Their website touts a positive learning environment for Hilltop students. And the principal comes across as a dedicated educator. The students are in classes more, they're engaged more, there's more hands-on activities. Don't but an audio recording we obtained appears to capture another side of the principal threatening and cursing the children to behave during graduation ceremonies. I will embarrass you. You all know me. If you don't give a sh, either will I. Because guess what? Everyone knows this school is for kids that have behavior problems. So it will be a normal thing if we drag you down and pull you out. Grab kids, push throw kids. Former Hilltop teacher's aide, Kenneth Egan, says he recorded Principal Taylor after the administration ignored his repeated complaints about what he saw as constant bullying of the children. 
These kids are going home and thinking to themselves, she got to the top being a bully and talking to adults and her teachers like this and bullying the kids like this. So you know what? That's how I'm going to act. The worst, he says, was when the principal became unhinged after two students got into a scuffle during a graduation rehearsal. Egan says she then dragged one of the kids up to the front of the auditorium filled with students of various learning disabilities. On another recording, Principal oh Taylor rips into a student for failing to give his seat to a teacher. Get your ass up. Be a man. God, for God's sake, you animals, some of you. Do you regret? <gasps> no, she didn't. I do not. Just weeks before he was to gain tenure, Kenneth Egan was fired. The only thing that I regret is not stopping it the second that it happened. You know, we have audio of you cursing and screaming at some of the children. When we caught up with Principal... She had nothing to say. Principal Taylor, can you talk to us about this? Do you often scream and yell at the children? Excuse me, you cannot be here. Meanwhile, Kenneth Egan's attorney. What if he would have started yelling at her? You fucking retard! Do you answer the question or not? And you, and you know what? Is well, I'm about to say, isn't it ironic that right before ten years he get fired, he's gonna sue them. I will sue the fuck out of them because he mm -hmm. got fired because he released this. Ain't nothing ironic about it. It's malicious. Right. Attorney says they're suing to get his client's job back and to get Principal Taylor out. The fact that nothing was done, that she's still on the job, and Mr. Egan, who only tried to bring this to the attention of the higher-ups, that he gets fired for it. I think that's an outrage. Mm -hmm. And guess what? He's the gonna district win. superintendent declined to comment on the audio recording, but in a statement told us it was a personnel matter that was addressed when it happened three years ago. Dr. Marcico adds that Hilltop has an outstanding academic program. Now, late this afternoon, we were able to determine that Principal Taylor at the time was suspended for a week for the tirade. Remember, if you have a tip about this story or any issue. Suspended for a fucking week. Lose a goddamn job calling kids animals and shit. Yep. Well, that's the race of Kimberly Taylor, Taylor, Kimberly Taylor in the chat room. <clears throat> Blacker than Mr. Clark telling Sam to jump off that roof. Oh, Lord. Nancy Grace, uh, loving Tea Party voting Obama hating. I'm a teacher and I'm broke, so I don't have privileged whites. She claimed to be an ally of special needs kids. Nicole Sandler fan. Yelled at kids without saying motherfucker or nigga white. There's way too much trouble in that woman's jail, white. Suspended for a week, white, says Lauren. <laughs> white, no joke, just sad, white woman. Who hurt you, white, white? Slap on the white. Didn't talk white. Slap on the white. What, huh? I said slap on the white. Yeah. Uh, one who got her sandwich without male white. She, she was white. She spoke, he was, he spoke before tenure. She's still Prince's prison pipeline white. The correct answer is white. Uh, one person missed it, I think. Man, that's crazy. Right, and I hope he wins. Yeah, I don't. They're know trying how to cover up the fact that they didn't fire that bitch. Yeah, and she got one week suspension. Right, I, you have audio of it. 
Now, this nigga lost his J-O-B. And the thing about it, he went to the news. So I bet you she got to lose her job. Not because people in the community are going to be outraged. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's wrap this bad boy up with uh, um, what everybody really came to hear. You guys are voting. Groupie tells my night with D'Angelo. Groupie tells it all started in the pool with Tyrion Matthew, a.k.a. the Honey Badger. Number three. Thanks, but I'm not your charity case. Why sometimes we don't need your help. Number four. Groupie tells my first night with Hakeem Warwick. And number five. Shots have been fired online. Now what? Blogged by Queen Ivanya. Give me the numbers. Tell me, y'all picking this time. One through five. Karen, you tally it up. And uh, I'll play some music as they tally the vote. Um, that's not what I meant to do. Yeah, one got it. I figured that was gonna go with one. That's why I chose this music. I feel like y'all gonna be disappointed if this shit didn't happen in like 2005. (laughs) Or some shit, like 2002 or some shit. Anyway, what a glorious day it is. We can wake up to a group of tell about D'Angelo. This one is kind of long, so I won't waste any more of your time. This is from 11.8. Let's get right into the tea. I just want to know, whose mother is this? Disclaimer, group of tales are submitted by our readers. We cannot confirm 100% accuracy of any story posted. Have a tale to share? Email it to 11.8 at Ball Alert. You can remain anonymous. I had two occasions with D'Angelo. One time in 1996 during his Brown Sugar Tour. Oh, damn. So I guess y'all are getting what y'all want. Right. And the other recently in 2014. 
I met D'Angelo when I was just fresh off 18. I had graduated high school and was going to be a freshman majoring in journalism and was putting in volunteer work at the place he was performing at, at called the DAR Constitutional Hall in D.C. I've always been a fan of his, of his, but never in a million years I would think he, we would have sex. Not just once, but twice. The show ended up being a success and was packed. Since I was putting in volunteer work at the hall, a couple of friends and I were granted backstage passes. <clears throat> the show ended around 1230 that night, and we were still hanging around the back when the entourage of people came in from outside. Long story short, one of the guys who was part of the brown sugar entourage gathered up a couple of chicks to hang out and kick it. We ended up getting on one of the tour buses and headed back to their hotel room. So we're kicking it, drinking, smoking, and having a good time when the guy who I ca- will call Ron pulled me, you know, she don't remember that nigga name, mm-hmm. pulled me to the side and started asking me a series of questions. He was cute and I thought he was asking me questions for himself. Whole time he was gaming me up for his cousin D'Angelo who was on the tour bus ahead of us. <clears throat> so we ended up arriving at the hotel later. Then the bus D'Angelo was on. Once we arrived, the guys we rode out with were all in the lobby checking in. I ended up wandering off, looking around the historic, beautiful hotel. Ron came up from behind and was like, you the one. You're very gorgeous, and you seem to have your mind right, so if you don't mind me introducing you to my cousin. Long story short, Ron ended up giving me a key to D'Angelo's room. Keep in mind, D'Angelo was pretty new to being a mainstream artist, so I wasn't just fond of him, and, and I only knew two of his songs, which were Brown Sugar and Lady. The opportunity presented itself, so I went right along with it. It finally hit me once I stepped to his room. I kind of got nervous, but said, fuck it. I was very outgoing and fun. It wasn't shy at all. Once I got inside his suite, it was like a mini apartment. I crept in, looking around. He was nowhere to be found. I finally came across him outside on his balcony, smoking a joint, sitting down with his feet up, looking over the D.C. nightlife. He stared at me, not saying a single word, still puffing on his J. I asked him. Did the cat have his tongue? But he, but then he finally put the joint out, licked his lips, and then started to smile crookedly. He had me spent. He was so fine in person, quiet, quiet, a bit shy, but he was charming. We was outside talking for a bit and getting to know one another. We ended up finishing off his joint and rolled up another spliff. Funny thing about the whole situation was he was very nervous, almost childlike. I was the one making all the conversation. And I was the one who came on to him first. Once I got some liquor in my system and some smoke, I began, I became, I become extremely, oh, once I get some liquor in my system and some smoke, I become extremely horny. D'Angelo is a footman. He loves pretty toes and he was rubbing and massaging my feet. Tomosexual. While we were, mm-hmm. Tomosexual. I could tell. While, uh, I knew he was on the down toe. <laughs> While we were talking about music, which he's extremely intelligent in, <laughs> you don't say. He became more relaxed once he got some hennies uh, and learned that we both shared the same taste in music. <clears throat> he was laying at the head of the bed while I was at the foot. He took off his shirt and left his wife beater on. I was eyeing him hard and told him he looked like he had a nice body under his beater. He told me. He had just lost over 50 pounds on his new, um, this new diet and workout plan he was doing. Long story short, I ended up crawling in between his legs and started sucking and kissing his neck. He flipped me over and started kissing me from my neck on down, licking on my stomach and licking and kissing between my thighs. I didn't suck his dick, nor did he eat my pussy. 
we also did not exchange any oral kisses i didn't mind doing either but he never asked for head and he never even tried to kiss me on my mouth once he slid on the condom he started fucking me real nice and steady his dick is very nice he's medium i'll say seven eight inches erect and he has a nice thickness as well he's a very passionate lover while fucking me he asked me did i know how to ride a dick i told him let's see what i could do so we switched positions and i started riding his dick from the back oh cow reverse cowgirl okay <laughs> <laughs> I, had to, I was like Geez. oh wait a minute like, is there a doggy style backwards was, dick position? Yeah, I don't know. I'm about saying, you know, shit, maybe some Kama Sutra shit. I don't know nothing about. I obviously was doing a great job because he threw his head back a couple times with his eyes closed and his jawline was tight. I rolled his dick from the front and the back real good until I tapped out. I ended up falling asleep. And when I woke up, he was still up smoking a cigarette, messing with his guitar. It was about six in the morning. We ended up fucking again in the shower. He was hitting me from the back, kissing me on my neck, back and neck, and he had one of my legs propped up on the soap holder. He was giving me real deep strokes and fucking me so good, my whole body started shaking numerous times. He was one of the very few men who made me feel like a totally different person sexually. After our wild night, wild sex night, I ended up giving him my number, and of course, he never called. I didn't trip because I knew what came with fucking with a celebrity. He became very, very successful and a major sex symbol. I hadn't seen or heard from him in years. D'Angelo is a very secluded person and very reserved, so I figured that coming from him, I couldn't complain. I still got our picture. I got his, I got to his run my hands through his braids, which he loves, and I was just happy enough to even have had him when he was fit. And in his early years, I enjoyed every bit of our time together, and our new next encounter with each other finally happened 17 years later, which Ooh. she did not elaborate on. She sure didn't. In <clears throat> 1996 to 2000, you almost 20. How this woman got to be in her 40s? See, she was 18 in 1996, right? Right. So 2014, I mean, that's another, uh, what is that, like, 16 years or yeah so so she uh, is probably 34 so. well she might be probably around our age then yeah uh only two comments Bree says sounds fun sugar bear says wait did i miss the second account or did she leave that out i swear people ah! who say long story short always tell the longest damn stories i guess d was good since she needed a cat nap in what seemed to be the middle of the session yeah i don't even think he came she didn't say yeah I'm going to ask that question. Did either of y'all actually come? Sounds ah! like a lot of sex and no orgasms. So tell us, how does it feel? There you go. And that's ball alert. Wait. Yeah. I forgot I was playing D'Angelo during the thinking part. Need to go back to this. Got it, I do grade A shit. I need a fast up bitch. I need a fast up bitch. I want a fast up bitch. It's your boy, yo, got it, I do grade A shit. It's the real nigga walking, and this the remix. And I'm still out here looking for a five star chick. Hit her with that five star kick. She ain't chasing no suckers. She ain't never fucked a bustle. 
spirit and she really don't excite him. All them hating assholes in the club gon' fight him. She was born in the eighth with the school in DC. Got a job in Dallas, Texas, and moved to Tennessee. If you ain't a fast star, need to go ahead and face it. Fake Gucci, fake Louis, shout it, that'll make it fix it. Ain't a five star bitch, ain't a five star bitch, ain't a five star bitch, ain't a five star bitch. Katrina. Struggling for hers from the wound, I've been rich. rich. I ain't gotta talk about the money in the shoot game. All you gotta do is Google Trina, see the poop. Alright. It's time for Sword Ratchetness. I know he ain't gonna make it. He dead. All right. Uh, Burley, a Burley man. That's a location, not description of the man. Okay. <laughs> is charged with aggravated battery after allegedly cutting another man's ear with a sword. Jose Rios Mario Alvarado, 34, guest of race, <laughs> will be arraigned in Cassia County, 5th District Court, at 9 a.m. on Tuesday. Alvarado is being held in Mini Cassia Criminal Justice Center on $75,000 bond. On February 10th, the Cassia County Sheriff's deputy responded to a call about an injured man looking for help at 19th Street. According to the court records, when the deputy arrived, he was told the injured man was walking westbound on 19th Street. The man was located as he called for help at the Mr. Gas Station. <laughs> Mr. Gas Station? Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's not like Mr. Jones Gas Station. It's just Mr. Gas Station. Uh, the man was bleeding from his left ear and blood was running down the front of him. His ear was split halfway through. Oh. The man told the deputy that his wife and infant son left his home earlier and they went to stay with Alvarado. The man said he went to Alvarado's home. The man said Alvarado hit him with a sword or a large knife. Alvarado said he sent a text message to the man earlier in the day and warned him not to come to his house. Uh, Alvarado said they were sleeping when the man started kicking the bedroom window downstairs. Alvarado went outside and the fight ensued. Alvarado denied that he had any type of weapon and said he hit the man. They wrestled and he threw him onto the ground. The deputy could not find any blood on the ground or on the house where Alvarado said he threw him down. The deputy searched Alvarado's home but did not locate a weapon. The man with his cut with the cut ear was issued a citation at the hospital for disturbance of the peace. It convicted Alvarado faces up to five years in prison, aggravated battery charge, and up to five thousand dollar fine. Man crazy so he was protecting he tried to steal a man's wife and kid and oh, called himself Lord. protecting himself then he cut the man's ear off swords breaking up people's families y'all innocent people families so. you can't even get your kid and your wife back because niggas got swords sad sad shit america Aww. anyway we'll be back tomorrow see you guys then until then i love you i love you too baby Mwah. Mwah.